Grand Ply. Hello and welcome to the Salacast on Sunday, the fourth of November, twenty eighteen. I'm your host Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. Time for our yearly Warzone cast. <laughs> and Robert Kemp. Did you say Le Salacast? Uh, no, but yeah. it is Le Salacast also. If you were French. I presume. <laughs> I, when when would it become like, if we came up with a name, when would it become like a feminine name? I think salad, salad is like le salad. Like, do you know what I mean? When would it be la salad cast? I don't think. Who decides that? <laughs> Are there rules for any of that? No, that would be Lass, wouldn't it? Lass salad cast in, in oh, Spanish, yeah, they, wouldn't it? Oh, well, would it? I don't know. Is it, do they do double S? With it, or does like, do they have a, you know, S rule? Where probably. One, if it probably. ends with an S, it eliminates the other S or whatever. Man, I don't know the absolute basics of Spanish. No. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, is there any rules as to what? The and Latin like defines male and feminine. Like, why is a dog male and why is a cat feminine? Who knows? That's the, oh, but that, dogs, the, dogs weird. There's like a dog has like a male and a female variant, right? You can choose. It, it, it doesn't seem to matter. You could say Lush. Well, it's both Shan, but it's spelled differently. But it's I don't know if it's for breeds. I think it just means dog. But for some reason, you can say it either way. But I can't think of many other words that do that. That's weird. Language. That is weird. Anyway, <laughs> done finally getting into know, the position I'm, to record. I'm, I'm right. faffing around with this new setup quite a bit. It's a bit of a pain until we get proper stands. Yes, it's our ghetto stands. <laughs> yeah, Zach has um, jerry rigged some uh, our new microphones, or not new, like donated by Kippers for now, uh, to the back of dining room chairs with string and sellotape. Nice. A rude Goldberg machine. Yeah. Well, that would involve see, movement, but well, still. Yeah, the. There need to be some ball falling out of a thing. Hmm. Is it back to language for a second? Is it jerry rigged or is it jury rigged or is it? Oh, good question. Actually, I don't actually jury rigged, right? <laughs> mm, or is it like know. based on but... jerry cans or something? Or I don't know. Yeah, because jerry cans are called that because jerry, as in the Germans, had them and they were a better design than the British ones, so they just stole right. all the German cans. And I would imagine. Completely on no basis at all that that would still the wartime meaning would still be where Jerry Rings come from, right? Like it's something that the Germans did to their equipment to make it work in a certain way, and then when the British got their hands on it, it's like, oh, it's been Jerry Rings. It's been Jerry Rings. Yeah, could easily be false oh, etymology. I ahoy! <laughs> <laughs> I thought, yeah, I thought it was jury, but a rigged jury is surely something totally different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah. Who knows? So, um, taped to the back of... No, not taped. Like, what's the attachment? The string goes from the legs of the chair up over the back. The mic is then tied onto the string, but then you use a bit of tape to hold it central onto the back of the chair so the mic points outwards at your face. Genius. (laughs) (laughs) And Rob's chairs are even conveniently slightly curved back so that Uh, it hangs slightly further towards you. Yeah, it is actually pretty genius. Mm, very handy. So you have this the first time so you can hear how I'm kind of still stuffed up and from the cold. It means you perfect can cough, time. You can cough out of mic a little bit. A least. little bit. And if he gives me forewarning, I now have an individual control to turn his mic off. 
So this is our first ever Salacast with three individual mics that aren't like headset mics that cost like a tenner. <laughs> that are <laughs> miles apart. Yeah. <laughs> Two of them are next to each other, one of them is a miles apart. Yeah, one the, one, the one we were using here, like, you know, it's, a, it's good enough. It's a decent podcast mic. Lots of people use it. It's just that we only had one between the two of us. No, you only had one. Yeah, exactly. So it had to be positioned kind of badly, so we got a lot of room echo. And hmm. this, the idea of this, this setup should improve that somewhat. Yeah. But, yeah, I assume you are planning to uh, um, get some stands, or are you going to uh, go yes. with the... Uh... <laughs> well, this, was kind of, this was kind of a last-minute play today, in fairness. It's like cool. I've been planning to do this for a while, because my brother had some uh, kippers, as, as we, you may <laughs> hear us refer to him. The legendary uh, the, kippers. The legendary kippers. I called him Kiplers there for a second. It's, it's close. It's DJ Kipling in full, but we called him Kippers. And uh, yeah, he, he's had this kit for years, just not doing anything. And it's like, well, I've got a few hours now before the podcast, <laughs> like, because we're doing it slightly later than I'd planned. And it's like, well, what shall I do with that time? Let's actually go get the equipment and see if it works. And uh, there's a lot of improvements I can make still, <laughs> but it's but it's a start. I haven't wasted my afternoon, I hope. We'll no, see. well, we're here now. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. We'll see when the recording comes out. Episode oh. two two six might be like consigned to the archives of crap audio. I mean, we've got a few salad casts. There's been a few. Yeah, it's never stopped us before. No, we're uploading yeah. all kinds of crap. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, just I just look at the first actual video on our YouTube channel, for example. It's surprisingly it's common that in, it's in the, the podcast, fucked up test recording of the space cam. Oh, is that the first? That's one the first done? actual video. Yeah, your with audio a video. Went horribly loopy. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was bad. Yep. Uh, that these was the first these days, you video. don't do that, right? You don't. You don't put up the crap runs, but all you do is talk endlessly about <laughs> well, the crap runs on the good runs. <laughs> but yeah, that happens. Yeah, not that. <laughs> it's like welcome to the second, second attempt. <laughs> And then those aren't crap runs, they're no. like ones that get yeah, destroyed runs. because of re- reasons. Yeah, yeah exactly. And <laughs> they're, they're not crap, they're crap. non-existent. <laughs> yeah. There's only been a couple of times where we literally forgot to push the go button and then recorded like a whole thing, except we didn't record any of it. <laughs> you were just talking. Yeah, we've done that a couple of times. Nice. That's why there's no Final Fantasy VIII series to be honest because we did an episode of it and then we're like oh no none of us pushed the start button i'll say that i blame that mainly on obs like that button is not very distinct and no, it doesn't you... change much when you hit it yeah they could make it really it leaves like an on-air light inside yeah the software. <laughs> or maybe nice. you need to rig up a, a physical on-air light <laughs> with some oh, kind I'm, of i'm yeah. still all on, like I, I really want to get hold of one of those like a proper one and then like but you already have your fake smart like version where one of them turns red <laughs> oh nice yes, uh, turn on on air well you hadn't turned it on uh, <laughs> how would you how would naomi know <laughs> not to just walk in because <laughs> that's the problem with this setup i kind of forget <laughs> uh yeah yes, it's not automatic well that's the talent to do it it's quite vibrant though it's almost too vibrant and like probably it... makes your house look weird from the outside oh i bet it does <laughs> Well, Noam walked in last time, like when we were recording the next video to go up, and she just walked in and was like, "Is it a brothel in here?" <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it's very red. Turn on the red light, as the saying goes. Yeah, what have I got? So I've got. I can make all my lights red now in my room, but I wasn't sure what to call the preset. 
Um, and and, and alert, obviously. Well, I had red alert, but then I realised that the uh, Siri keyword has to be uh, set. Um, like so, uh, you can name the preset, but it has to be like set. So I, uh, I say like oh, yeah. have to say like, like set watching TV or something. So yeah. I thought, aha, I can uh, use the stupid. Although it doesn't make any sense, I can use the phrase from. Um, Battlestar Galactica, where he actually says set as part of the alarm thing, I think. Is that right? Set condition one, that's right. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> now I have set condition one, and that turns the lights red. Hmm. <laughs> but wait, that's yeah, quite obscure. That's <laughs> the, the thing, I wish these digital assistants would have someone... Like, they still miss this, and, and I bet there's probably fairly decent reasons for it, like but I would really love to be able to just say, if I say this command, please do this thing. Yeah, I know. Like, and just have it. The so simplest thing, to... right? Yeah, because presumably you're using the Philips Hue set, right? And yeah, you're, that's you're, right. And Siri has set because that's the word it uses to activate scenes. Yeah, exactly. Right. In yeah, the home so kit on... bullshit. Yep. So in, yeah, in, in Alexa, you say turn on and then the scene name. And right. Like, so you would have to say it's... turn on red alert, which is yeah. not, not as good as. Which yeah. is why I said turn on on air, which is really yeah. slightly very on funky on way of yeah. yeah, pretty clunky way of doing that. <sighs> some I think there are some other way. phrases you can use, but like it gets doubly weird in my place because we've got a, you know we've got two rooms set up for this stuff, so some of the scenes don't work. Like like Alex is pretty good at being context aware, like it knows that this dot is attached to this room, so sometimes you don't have to say. But when it comes to scenes. If I've got the same, because Philips Hue will set up the same scenes in the same, in rooms when you configure yeah. it for the first time. It's like, now I've got two scenes with the same names. Alexa, for some reason, isn't contact aware in that scenario. So, right. like, like I, have to, I have to say, turn on something in living room or turn Even on though something in bedroom. You're obviously in the bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas this one worked because it's the only one called on yeah. air in the house. That, that goes, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So it's, uh, there, there are little things I think they could work on. Remind me again what the situation with the name, like you can change the name from Alexa, right? To computer or whatever. There's only right. three options. All oh, right. Can call it, you can call it Alexa, Amazon or computer. Uh, well, at least it has computer. I'm just, ho- I'm just wait. I mean, at some point, one of them will let you name your freaking computer, whatever you want. And then they'll oh. have a mass big advantage. Well, that'd surely. be great. Yeah. Yeah. It's so obvious. I mean, I- the problem, thought, the problem Alexa has surely is that it could be someone's name. So clearly, that's why they've got the option and nobody else does. I guess it's an obscure it's name. Like some, right? Yeah, someone's good. Well, yeah, but it's possible. Yeah, it's possible. And yeah, could be confused for like the Russian Alexei, I guess. And yeah, like that's, that's true. Alexa, that's so true. It's like it, it could be slightly awkward. So having the option makes sense. There's very few people that are going to be called Amazon. Like at Google, don't have any options, do they? I don't think. It's no. Just like, hey, Google. You have to say, okay, Google. Yeah. Apart from, there, there is an Easter egg, apparently, where you can say, eh, boo-boo. Uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> quite good. Oh, that's awesome. It does work. I tried it. You can you can say, hey, hey boo-boo. <laughs> We've got to sweat those picnic <laughs> baskets. Uh, yeah. Um, that's good. That's and good. what's like the that. other one? Oh, I guess Siri. Well, no, you can't Siri, change the name of Siri. Hey, Siri. It's just, it's just yeah. hey, Siri. I, I thought the other day, I want... I want to be able to call it Stella so I can be like Marlon Brando in Streetcar Named Desire and just go, hey, Stella, every time I want something <laughs> for the computer. I think that's great. That would be a great joke, but no. You should make it like, um, uh, was it the Alan Partridge thing? Where just you have to oh, say, Dan. Like, like, yeah, that's it, Dan, like eight times before it recognizes. Dan, 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 Dan. 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 
He hasn't seen Cocoa me. breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Well, I get that enough in the office usually. Well, I used to. Dad. <laughs> I keep thinking it's Dave for some reason. I guess Dave's just... I was about to say Dave's more of a name. <laughs> Dave's more of a generic name. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Sort of, I guess. And yeah, I don't know. D- D- Dave is probably the generic name now, right? I'm afraid I can't do that, Dave. Yeah. It's unfortunately become... It's like the, um, I think I mentioned it before when I was talking about Final Fantasy XV, but I love that. Like You've got all these fancy-named people <laughs> like Noctis, Ignis, Prompto, Gladiolus, Dive. <laughs> just a guy. Not one of the first few people you meet in the travels is a guy called Dave. <laughs> such a generic British name that they even named a freaking TV channel after it. Anyway. Dive. Yeah, they knew, they knew what they were doing. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting sick of that branding of that channel. Not, oh, really? Well, the advertising of it or whatever is. It, oh, I, I, d- I guess I don't really see much adverts of. Oh, I get it on the tube. That's the thing. And I don't game. actually watch it because I don't watch TV, but and yet they have adverts for it all over the. Oh, really? Do they have like banners inside the cars or something? Yeah, they do, know? yeah. Right. Those ads are always different compared to anywhere else uh, on the are. planet, they're anyway. Weird. Yeah, they're, they're quite weird. Yeah, I don't know what it is about them. They're very, they're, they're always like, obviously, they're made to be London specific because that's the only slots they have. Right, and there's enough people to make it worth making city-specific adverts for all this stuff. Uh, but yeah, it's just weird. A lot of them are about finance or about like, yeah. hey, would you like, would you like a nice workspace? There's a bunch of finance ones. A bunch of yeah, you're setting up a company so get some offices or whatever. And then yeah, and there's always like, oh, hair loss or whatever, uh, or then like diet pills and stuff. And then there's like. Well, you want uh, when you get home and you get off this tube, what you want is to order a <laughs> pizza, don't you, or a curry? <laughs> it's like all like Deliveroo and uh, all the all those uh, food takeaway services. Just eat tons of you that. Want a pizza, always. Yeah. They just put <laughs> giant pictures of pizzas all over it to, to, to tempt you <laughs> when I you leave the tube. Live in London, it would be the death of me because of that. Yeah. Like, I have pizza on the brain enough as it is. <laughs> and it's just slightly inconvenient enough here that you don't get it all the time. I mean, here, I'm in the position where I think about pizza just enough to put on weight slowly. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what's still happening to, like, at the moment. It's like if, if I was in London, I would be like 30 stone by now. I don't know. I don't think it's that different, really. You've have to got make a you've special got... tube car just for me. <laughs> so you can squeeze the diet the dough car. into There's the no, tube. no food adverts for tube car. It'd be like Jabba the Hut. It'd be like, and I'd need like a special transport. So I'm surprised at this point that something like that hasn't been fucking coming up somewhere on the internet, where it's just like these food adverts are oppressing me. Get rid of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever the fuck the internet's on. Well, there, that, there right? have been like <laughs> there was one about body shaming, right? Where there was, and it was like pretty bad a couple of years ago there were giant tube adverts which were like get beach body ready or something like this yeah, oh, right, I, yeah. like, I remember seeing giant in fairness i remember seeing like it wasn't just on the tube they were like massive billboards uh, yeah for that fucking one. giant yeah horrible anyway yes Speaking ridiculous ad- advertising you know, you know, you know, you know, 
Speaking of billboards, you know the only person I think that's like the only game that I've ever really seen on a billboard has been Rockstar stuff. Oh my uh, god, the one the ones for Red Dead Redemption in Shoreditch, like I, I guess they're everywhere, but like uh, how can I even describe it? There's a giant billboard and then two quite large ones that are set kind of uh almost orthogonal or at right angles to that one but a little bit angled and then there's a whole bunch of small like spaces and so oh yeah so one of them super landscape the orthogonal one and then um next that that there's a whole bunch of like the small poster sized ones or whatever so they've taken every single one so they've got the big red dead two across the giant one and then the the landscape one has like silhouette of the riders and it says outlaws for life and then all the posters are individual character posters and they're just taking up this whole giant space every single billboard it looks looks mental anyway there's no, probably loads anything, of those around but yeah i haven't seen anything that bad I'd, I'd seen it whilst i was driving up north last and mm. there was just a, you know a couple of big billboards and sort of around birmingham that had it on and i'm like huh normally there's some advert for a car there yeah the ad buy went out and now it's all over everything it's on every bus uh every tube stop um yeah apparently i don't i don't remember seeing anything like that for any other game like they just, just don't that. have that kind of budget right yeah this is the biggest budget game and then they spend some percentage maybe even 50 percent of the development costs straight on marketing right mm. um which is nuts but it's obviously worth it right and 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 this is what happens when i mean you have a budget bigger than Avengers Infinity War and and equivalent budget for marketing. I guess they save some money a little bit uh, based on, compared to Call of Duty by not having ridiculous celebrity-filled <laughs> trailers. Like, not gameplay footage ads. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I haven't even seen any TV adverts, but I guess, I, I guess they're everywhere too, right? I don't know. You know what? I haven't actually seen them for black ops oh no i have seen a few the black ops 4 ones this year are actually kind of drab like yeah, they're, right. actually, they're just like big words on screen it's like multiplayer <laughs> zombies <laughs> battle royale multiplayer only uh, <laughs> yeah 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 anyway advertising it's everywhere and you cannot avoid it <laughs> nope. as you might I suppose Ninty are fairly prolific, actually, on the ad front, and they like, well, they have been with the Switch at least. Have mm. you seen their recent run of ads? It's like they've gone back to the terrible family-focused style, like even more so than they have been for Switch. Oh, the classic DS Nicole Kidman adverts. <laughs> okay, not quite that bad. <laughs> okay, not quite brain training. <laughs> but but the, like there was one recently about like because I think that they're, they're sort of sneaking in a little bit of the Nintendo Online chat about it, but it's like. Hey, let's go play Mario Kart. Hey, let's play Super Mario. But it's not like every single one of them is like families, like standing up off the couch and smiling at each other. You know, it's just like yeah, like the the Switch introduction video was a bit of a classic. A little bit, yeah. But it's like I don't know. That it's like it's super heavy on the cheese. It's back. In the, it's back to Wii Day advertising. Right. I mean. Back to Wii Day. Back. But where's Wii. Grandma? <laughs> Where is Grandma? That's the only question. She probably died. <laughs> She's got. <laughs> I think she like got frustrated playing that Donkey Kong game on Nintendo Land on the Wii U, and it's like that was the last straw. Just Ooh. not that Donkey Kong game, you know. I mean, like there's the like Minecraft, <laughs> yes, whatever, whatever yeah. that thing was. Is that where Grandma was. I don't remember. 
<laughs> Cranky Kong. Cranky <laughs> Kong took her away. Yes, clearly. They've gone they've gone having a romantic banana based holiday. Right, we're already on to games. I think we better move on to the news for this uh, podcast because we've got to talk about freaking Blizzard, I guess. Is that right? Is that the big news? BlizzCon happened. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Do, we, so, do we care? <laughs> well, not especially. I mean, like, I don't know. For me, the one interesting bit, I guess, is new character for Overwatch coming. Like Ash. Who seems cool. to know, seems to be like an old flame of McCree's. So get that Western vibe. And they, they put out a new little short to introduce her, which is, you know, those things are always awesome. That was good. Um, I haven't really looked into what she actually does, but she looks like she might have a shotgun instead of pistols and stuff. New character. Never a bad thing. Um, even coming from me who hasn't played Overwatch in months. But, yeah. I guess the big thing that's kind of blowing up the internet at the moment is that a new Diablo was announced. <laughs> Lol. Yes, apparently. What's it called? Diablo Inferno? Immortal. Immortal, that's it. Uh, yeah. And it's a mobile game. Yeah. But not like just a mobile Diablo. That could theoretically yeah. work on like, no, that kind it, of it, game. You know it's what? like I think a weird some... reskin of some existing uh, Chinese-made mobile game, right? Oh, is that really what? Is that actually what it is? Apparently, that may be like, you know, making it sound worse than it is. Right. But like yeah. someone looked at it and thought, this looks a lot like this other game I've played. Hmm. Maybe. I think it might be I mean, some kind of partnership thing. But what I don't understand is, like, I didn't realize people were expecting a new Diab- Diablo game. It's been a while since three. It has been a while I guess, since three. but like. But the gap between two and three is much longer. Well, yeah, true. And people they, they, see those what, a different age working on, right? Can't they? Can't they sort of? Can we figure out what they're? They must be making a main game, or maybe they like Valve and they can't be bothered anymore. But yeah, and they'll possibly. just yeah, it's hard to I tell. Mean, but Blizzard are a little closed book about what they're working on. I mean, they didn't reveal Overwatch until fairly late. Yeah, and that's because, because it, you know because yeah. of the whole Titan thing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's like, and yeah, we so that that failed. So uh, we've got to do something. Here's what we're doing with that instead. Do you think they will try again with MMOs ever, or have they just given up now after Titan went wrong? I don't know. I mean, WoW's still big enough that it's... I don't know if they need to, like... Um, I guess the thing the is, the problem is that, yeah, if they, if they put another MMO in, would, would they seem to be taking business away from themselves? Yeah, but WoW is, another... not, is not never going to be as big as it was. It's impossible. No, but but do you know what I mean? Like you'd be actually just be like because I, I guess their understanding is it's like hey we have the biggest MMO on the planet. If we make yeah. another MMO, the good chance uh, the, there's a good chance that a lot of the customers will get on our new one will just be those coming from WoW. So they'll unsubscribe from WoW to play this other thing potentially. Yeah. Do you, do you see what I mean? Like there's there's a well I do I, yeah, but I think they wanted to do that before right with, yeah, with titan and then and then didn't pan out so you'd think like the later it gets the better it would be to have a like a sure you know, and the super MMO amazing follow-up sort of, the mmo sort of thing has sort of died down quite a bit but is that because mmos have died down or is that just because there was never a better mmo than wow 
and there WoW naturally died down. There um, definitely weren't many good ones, yeah. let's put it that way. There were a lot that were that had the building blocks, shall we say. Like for some reason Conan is coming into my head, like it's a very short lived <laughs> one. Like they tried it and like it had everything you'd expect, I guess, but then just didn't live and was shut down. And then I guess you could call games like City of Heroes and City of Villains their sort of MMOs but in a slightly different way and uh, they weren't enough. And Oh god, like there were so many though, weren't there? At that I mean, time? even the old Republic has not didn't didn't really touch WoW, even though it's huge relative, yeah, you know, relative it's, it, to a lot. That, of games. that one's one of the bigger ones, and you know, the original Guild Wars was was reasonably big. Guild Wars Two was bigger, um, you know. So that some some people did see some growth, but there was just a phase where there was loads. Yeah, they were all kind of the same. They all wanted to get that WoW monies, <laughs> didn't they? they didn't but quite, that's the thing. Didn't quite manage like, it. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like it's it's the classic craze following problem where it's like unless you're doing something different. But it's not like WoW was the first like EverQuest and stuff and, and Ultima Online were preceded it quite and EverQuest was oh, pretty and, big, and fa- right? And Fantasy Star even. Yeah. You can put you can put that in this camp as well. It just um, kind of you know, topped it, right? Yeah, topped you've got something that well there was you know, it was it was kind of advanced tech at the time, I suppose. Yeah. You know, were, I think it allowed for yeah, it was one of the first, I guess, fully 3D ones to go like that number of players and do some of the older tropes from Ultima and uh, things like that that were and EverQuests, and but do it in a fully 3D environment, and so it had the tech advantage as well. And it was Warcraft, so you could bring in a lot of the people that were fans of those games. And, yeah, exactly. You, you know, it was ticking an awful lot of boxes. Even though you might argue that that original thing wasn't doing massively original stuff. It just did it better than everyone else, which works, which is fine. Mm. But if you're like one of the other pretenders that then came very so- very soon afterwards, thinking, oh, yeah, we can do all that. No problem. It's like, yeah, what you got? What are you bringing to the table? People are already invested in this thing. MMOs are an investment. You've got, you mm. sink so much time into them that in order to pull someone out of it, you've got to do something real special. And nobody did for a long time. Um, well, nobody has apparently. It's just yeah, fucking fifteen years later, isn't it? How? I mean, you could argue things like Eve, like Eve came along afterwards and did a very different thing, and that's why that's big and still. Uh, well, that's, it, what you that's all. All of the ones that are still relatively large, they they're all just niche things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Guild Wars Two works different enough with its non-subscription model to, you know, claw a lot of players in. Uh, Final Fantasy Fourteen is massive. I think that thing is still really popular. Although in um, 14's case, that was probably because of 11, I guess. Uh, yeah, 11 was pretty good. You know, it didn't, and I would say it didn't do gangbusters in the MMO space, but they took what they learned and then threw it all the way for the first version of Final Fantasy <laughs> 14. Yes. And then built, built a realm reborn and everyone was super happy. Um, so they've gone through their trials, but I guess the budget of Square meant that they could stay afloat, but just barely, yeah. apparently. <laughs> Uh, yeah, anyway. the MMO is always, re- and don't forget, let's not forget the MMO is what uh, killed uh, Rhode Island, like the Kingdom Kingdoms of Amalur thing. I don't know if that was the MMO that killed them. It was more like they never. Well, they ran out of money building the actual MMO part. Well, or they ran out of money in general. I'm not sure it was necessarily that they were spending all that money on the MMO thing. Well, it was in parallel, wasn't it? The, um, kind of. Yeah. I thought the adventure game was kind of meant to be sort of like here's a setup to the world. That it was building. a setup, yeah, but I'm not sure it was necessarily like tech or anything. It was more like lore, <laughs> right? Yeah, 
it's just like a vaporware scam. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I, I, I think that stuff was... The the right heart, I think, was behind Amala, as far as I can tell. Well, uh, Amala would have been... It was the, just, just badly managed. Amala would have been a classic Kickstarter fail if it hadn't been, like, several years earlier. True. Guess, <laughs> yeah. They would have funded it for, like, three million and then not being able to make anything more than they did. And it's like, it's pretty much exactly that situation, apart from it was funded by a state. <laughs> At least Star Citizen is still in production. Oh, God. Is it ever? <laughs> So back to BlizzCon. Well, yeah. So yeah, uh, I, I think there's. Sorry, you know, bringing back to Diablo. I suppose it's like, yeah. I guess the. I guess there is. I think there is some merit in making a mobile version of Diablo. I think it would do pretty well. <laughs> I think not you like can, they did. I think you can make the touch controls of a phone or a tablet work for that style of game, right? Yeah, it, you probably I, could. Because most people play it on PC, you play it with a mouse and you just click and everything constantly. It's like, well, why not tap everything? It's a clicker. <laughs> it's, it's a fantasy clicker. Yeah. <laughs> Just with very, just with nice looks, and so yeah, I don't know. I, I see something in it, but I can understand why you know Diablo fans are like, "Ugh, that's not what I was after." Mm. Uh, I, I I get it, but it's like Blizzard have come out and said, "Don't worry." It's like this is not like the work on this is replacing our like it's not stopping us from making a Diablo four <laughs> because so, they're not basing they're not making it basically. Yeah, <laughs> they've, basically, they've outsourced it. Exactly. I, I guess. Yeah, they, they they have come out and been explicit and say like, look, look, the existence of this doesn't stop, doesn't mean we are or are not working on Diablo Four. This is so they're not even finished yeah. re- re- re-releasing Diablo Three yet. So <laughs> no, that's not, Diablo is not going to be for several more years, presumably. Is that coming out on the Switch yet? Or is that? Yeah, it's come out quite recently. Okay, right. So they are done with three. Maybe. Well, I guess now they are. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a couple of patches if they can move on with on the Switch. Has someone else comes out with a new console in the next month or two? Diablo, like, just make Diablo 3 on iPhone. Like, well, yeah, did, did exactly. really you, you think they version? probably could, really, Yeah. at this point. Probably. They could probably could run it. They did just release it on the uh, Switch, I saw. Like, people seem to be excited yep. to play that. Is it full price? It's a bit steep, isn't Everything's it? full price on the Switch. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, Although, that's quite fun. You can play it, you know, on the go. Weren't there expansions and stuff for Diablo, though? I, I forget. Uh, I, think was, I think there was maybe one for Diablo 3 I don't remember okay. yeah yeah I, I really can't remember I know that game went for a lot of early changes yeah um, got rid of the auction house yeah. <laughs> house yeah <laughs> I remember that never, never much been into my Diablo to be honest well, we, we played Torchlight yeah and that I, was our one I know that's pretty close but I didn't I wasn't feeling it too much in Torchlight till no well um, Torchlight 2 had other problems that were of the type of game it was. Mm. Yeah, then, I don't know. It's, I, don't, I just think it's it's a loot game without fun mechanics to back it up. Like to, for, for for me, for the most part, it's like yeah, the grind for loot is strong. Don't get me wrong, but like I don't know. I kind of want it to feel a bit more active. Like I'm actually, well, I mean, that's what Devil Dream was meant to do. Yeah. And that's where, where Torchlight had its problem was that they just didn't have enough options, basically. So you were basically railroaded into one thing and then you just do that forever. <laughs> the entire thing, yeah. Hmm. Well, maybe they'll come up with something for Diablo 4, but not this year and, and not yeah, probably true. next year either. I guess Path of Exile fits into this camp as well, which is you know, a free-to-play 
more RPG-ish one of these. Yeah. Which does pretty well for itself. Right, well, I also see they're doing Warcraft 3 Remastered, but of course it's called Reforged or some other <laughs> genius marketing term. I think that's fine. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Well, it depends what, depends what they mean by Remastered. Like, what are they doing to it this time? Well, they are, they're, they're doing more, I think, than they did with, um, I guess, like Starcraft or, like, yeah. I mean, they're, they're redoing all the models for a start. Which is probably necessary given how like low poly they would have been. Yeah, it's pretty old. Uh, like, like data. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe they'll use these. Maybe I don't know. That would be interesting if you could then mod this reforged version of Warcraft Three into Data. Yeah, so, uh, into Dota, into Dota data. One branch. Yeah, that'd be weird. Yeah. That would be very strange. But yeah, and they're redoing the UI and everything. No, no, I, put the, put yeah. the tools in so you could actually build Dota in this, though. Or will they, no or will they be like, or will they be like, nah, you know what? We don't want any of that anymore. Yeah, <laughs> specifically going to make our tools rubbish, so you can't do that now. That would be a shame, but probably. Warcraft Three was on again another one of those games I didn't really get into. I did try and play it, but and I got some way into it, but it never hooked me. Yeah, I mean, it was quite a departure from Warcraft 2, wasn't it? <laughs> well, I think we just, we for some reason, we just didn't get on with the like first wave of 3D uh, uh, 3D uh, RTS. RTS, RTSs, yeah. We were on like, it by we the time We liked of, like, the stuff that came before, the 2D things, and yeah. we liked some of the ones that came after, like World of Conflict. World of Conflict. <laughs> on, Played yeah. a bit of CNC Generals, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I liked CNC Generals enough. But it was, Generals was good. It was clearly that. like. Even at the time, you could tell it was like this is like a kind of a B tier effort. The B tier, yeah, the B. The, <laughs> I guess, although, yeah. although CNC had gone insane with like Red Alert Two in yeah. in a good way, uh, so Generals was a little less nuts. But it was a bit of a but, step back, and it was quite. Yeah. Tra- I thought Generals was very traditional, and like at that yeah. point in time, I was I was up for a campaign like that. It was yeah. kind of smaller scale. If you yeah. if you look at it now, it like it seems really like. <laughs> Like politically insensitive and stuff. I don't know. They tried to disguise all the stuff, but the the faction was obviously like what? Yes, um, the GLA. Yeah, the China. GLA I mean, was clearly Al Qaeda. GLA is right? like literal terrorists. Yeah, yeah most their... of their stuff is about blowing themselves up. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Suicide bomb trucks and oh, and, and literal like suicide vest Angry units bombs. that would run towards people and explode. Well, that was in Red Alert as well, though. So um, uh, yeah, but yeah, I guess so. And that was Russians. Possibly yeah. even worse. Did the Russians have bomb dogs in in Red Alert? Because they did in real life, right? <laughs> well, they tried to anyway. <laughs> I don't remember the bomb dogs. Right. Well, that seems... was in the game. No, the Russians. Russians in the Red Alert had Crazy Ivan. Oh yeah, Crazy Ivan. Yeah. Wasn't he a special unit though? Or, no. I no, I don't think he was originally. I think later on he might have become. Special. Oh, they might have characterised him later, you mean, yeah. just because it's like, oh, everyone loves Crazy Ivan. He wasn't like Tiny, because in, in no. the expansions to Red Alert 2, you had Boris, which was the Russian equivalent of Tiny. Tanya. Boris, right. Really? So you had, like, Yuri as well, eventually, didn't you, in the add-on yeah. pack? Mm-hmm. Who, who could, like, might... So wasn't it well, like... Yuri was, like, the third faction in the add-on. Yeah, that's you, right. Like, literally the third team. Oh, really? Yuri Geller. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not Yuri Geller. <laughs> <laughs> <Not> <laughs> 
Basically the same. <laughs> Basically the same. A Russian who bends spoons and, and people's minds, apparently. I didn't, I didn't realize they did the whole third faction thing. Yeah, because he takes over, doesn't he, or something? The, yeah. The, yeah. Using his mind powers. Psychic or... power or whatever. Yeah. Because huh. isn't I there... Would, couldn't you, like... To, in general, that Yuri was taking over. Yeah, but that's why it's in the expression, because they... Oh, it's called Yuri's like, Revenge, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, 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 yeah like, Yuri's Revenge. Uh, this time he succeeds rather than failing. Yeah, got you, got you. Because wasn't there a thing where you could plant a bomb in a cow and then mind control the cow and walk yeah. it into the enemy base? You use the crazy Ivan to strap the bomb to the cow. That's right, And then yeah. you mind control the cow to allow you to actually move it. Oh, that's funny. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Those games were quite I hope, good. I hope it had like lots of like click on the cow to make moon noise. <laughs> I'm sure it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Pushing away. Move. <laughs> I build for China. Now the thing about Warcraft was like, wasn't that one of the earlier RTS to push towards the hero idea? Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. Level- that was it. And, that like, was it. And like leveling up units, and like, I guess we weren't really all. I don't know if I've ever been entirely Dota behind that idea, from, but right? yeah, from the hero units. In- yeah. I don't know if I've ever been entirely behind that idea. I suppose StarCraft had it as well with, like, Raynor. Yeah. Like, you know, it's not uncommon for the craft games to do that at that point, but they really went in on it. And that was how they told their story. Like, like, yeah, like they the went fully in, in on that idea. I think it was intriguing yeah. and, and different, which was kind of cool. But yeah, we'll see. So, yeah, so that's Blizzard news. Mm. Anything else going on? Smash Bros. Direct. Let's do it. Let's talk about this for a good long time. The last uh, Smash Brothers. Talk about how it was kind of a big fart noise at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, really? Is that what you thought? Like, well, if you consider the insane hype that it's been up to this point, this one was a bit like, meh. <laughs> I guess, but man, World of Light. I mean, well, okay, the last last bit—that yeah. bit's kind of interesting. Apart from that, was the problem, which is that they saved it until the last possible moment, and it was really confusing. So, like. It's weird looking. Let's try and go through this in order, and all then we right, can explain right. why it's why this direct just had terrible flow, which was its big problem. I mean, I guess. I mean, they 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 Nintendo the shit out of it is what they did. <laughs> where where basically they did the thing that Nintendo does, where they explain everything in excruciating detail, but then even despite that, at the end of it, you still don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> But so let's get the obvious stuff out of the way. They, like they were good in the sense that it's like, hey, a lot of these rumors are true. Here's Ken. Well, not a lot of the rumors were true though. Well, no, there were there, there were some surprises, but they were like, they did sort of say that the, the way they presented it was like, hey, you guessed it, Ken, <laughs> kinda. Well, yeah, but that was that's even regardless of any rumors. It was mm. more like this is real obvious. Yeah, we should and do the this. same for Incineroar. Because it was just like, we haven't had the new Pokemon for this game. Oh, look, what a surprise. Well, well, which, know, is like, a, which is really the first point where where the hype was, like, flattened off. I Partially not Nintendo's fault, because everyone got their hopes up too much based on leaks. But then to have Ken, really obvious Echo Fighter, and Incineroar, yes, it's a Pokemon from the seventh generation, or whatever generation we're on now, and that be the last two characters. That was like, they should have yeah, saved Ridley or... King K. Rule for the last, last one. I see what you mean. It's not such a big boom moment, is it? Like It's like, wow, you got that. What a pull. Yeah, exactly. You know? If they'd say Ridley to be the last one, that would have been the crazy hype. But 
I mean, we could probably talk about Piranha Plant now. Later. It's all in the characters thing. It's like, yeah, so that's a... The Piranha Plant's a bit of a weirder one because it's yeah. like, yeah, that's... It's a pre-order bonus, for one thing. With the... Well, pre-order not quite being the right word. If you, like, buy the game within the first month and a bit and register it on my Nintendo, you'll get P.T. Piranha for... Uh, sorry, not, Piranha yeah, Plant. Not P.T. Piranha. Everyone keeps calling it that. Yeah. And I'm really annoyed. I know. Uh, if it was PT Piranha, it would actually be much cooler. But, but no, PT's just the final smash. Uh, yeah, like Piranha Plant, you'll get it for free as DL- as free DLC once uh, the game, uh, you know, once they've finished it, basically. And if you register before mid Jan, it's like okay, fine, nice little little extra, I guess. Um, and he seems interesting as a character with his like sort of long range attacks and slightly. He looks like he could be a bit finicky to control oh, yeah. and finicky to fight against. So that's that's kind of interesting. Um, I don't know. I didn't think I wasn't too bummed out by the Incineroar thing. It's not it's not a Pokemon I was aware no. of. It's not something I'm in on. So I'm sort of looking at this going, okay, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a Pokemon. I mean, that's, but but that's like, the thing. It's like it's okay. Seems cool. <laughs> it's like I don't think we've had a proper wrestler right in the game. Yeah, but it's not like it's a proper. There's no. There's no, like, classes in Smash Brothers. They all have the same moves. It's just, like, his throws do more damage. That's what a wrestler means in Smash. I guess. I mean, but, yeah, you, you want to be grappling, basically. Yeah. But so it's not like it's a different control scheme or anything. They're still pushing the same buttons, oh, yeah, 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 and the buttons still do the same approximate thing. You want to be grappling. Uh, I don't know. And, and then the stupid, like... Um, <laughs> like... What was it? The, the sort of uh, do do a pose after every move hits. Yeah, I think that's great. I mean, that's great, that. kind of. Although I'm, I don't know if that's. I guess I didn't watch any of the gameplay footage that happened later or has been shown at this point. But like they say, you can cancel out of it. But yeah, does do they mean? I, I wonder. If do they mean you have to do something, move. or does it just auto cancel if you do anything else at all? <laughs> See, I I think it might be like. That if you just want to run left and right, then that might actually be prevented. But if you like jump or do another attack, you're fine. Maybe uh, that's how I read that. Um, which is an in- again another little interesting wrinkle. Oh, well, I mean, th- that's what would make it interesting. Yeah, if it was like something that you had to think about, but then then, then it would also be kind of annoying because oh, yeah. very character specific things do kind of get annoying in Smash Bros. Which is why all the characters are basically the same thing. <laughs> why we've got so many bloody fire emblems. Well, kind of. <laughs> but the uh, big problem with Piranha Plant, and this isn't like, there's two kind of angles to this. The, well, the first problem with it is the point where they put it in the, put the announcement in the direct. Because they'd already, by this point. Is it like what you mean after the bit where they were announcing the DLC plan? Yeah, well, yeah, that as well. So what had happened was you'd come through... There's some other stuff we'll talk about in a minute because there's a lot more to go into, but if we're talking about the actual characters. So you come through... You, they, don't, they do the assist trophies mm. where people's dreams get shit on real hard. <laughs> it's like, immediately, here's Shadow. He's not a character. Here's Isaac. He's not a character. Here's Springman. He's not even a character. Yeah, I think the, the, the Isaac thing was, was, was the one, right? Where and it, Shadow. Wait. Yeah, because they were the highly tipped to be like, uh, well, Shadow was highly tipped to be an Echo, yeah. and Isaac was highly tipped to be a fighter in his own right. So they show those, then they talk about the DLC, but the important thing about talking about the DLC at this point is that they are not revealing any of the DLC characters. 
No. So, so at this point, you're like, okay. God, the wording, the wording in this segment is so strange <laughs> yeah, as well. Problematic. Yeah, they were like, hey, we don't know what these are yet, and we we want you to buy the season well, the, pass. They were trying but, to say, but we don't know who they are, who they're going to be yet. So you know. <laughs> Like we we hope you buy the season pass. Well, they would, but we understand if you don't. Well, they were trying to say because the, uh, the fighting game community in general, for all the other fighting games, is real pissed off about blind DLC at the yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. were trying to allay those people without and I think, being specific enough about it. I guess. I think Bandai Namco has a lot to answer for there. Yeah, they've been pushing that problem. So they so they say that the DLC there's five characters. So. At this point, you're like, okay, so some of the characters that we maybe want are still alive. Like, Isaac's apparently gone because he's in the sister of and Shadow's gone. But, like, I guess Gino and Banjo Kazooie and, like, they, they could still happen. It could still be a thing, yeah. So, I mean, like, your hype for- isn't completely fucked. Let's not forget that in the Wii U one, some of the, like, I guess the more awkward licensed gets. You have it later, DLC yeah. Because yeah. they had business to do, I assume. Yeah. But then, like, so after you've talked about five DLC characters, then suddenly it's like, here's a free thing that we're making, and it's like, it's a character, it's Piranha Plant, and you're like, what the fuck? And so what Nintendo were trying to do with this character is, like, it's clearly, because it's a pre-order bonus, and kind of... broke you into my Nintendo, I guess. Because <laughs> it's a pre-order bonus, and because it's, like, it's one of those things where, like, Maybe not everyone will get it, although presumably you're going to be able to buy it later. I think they've confirmed that. Mm. Because of that, they, did, yeah, they didn't really say that on the. No, they didn't in the direct. Yeah. Because of that, they didn't want to make it an important character. They used this slot for the joke character. I get it. From, so, from Nintendo's point of view, that makes sense. Yeah. But when you've just shit on like Isaac and Shadow and previously Waluigi, and then you're like, we've got a new character <laughs> for you, Piranha Plant. <laughs> It's just like, that really pissed people off in some cases. Okay, I can see what you mean, because they're like, hey, <laughs> these characters you really wanted, yeah, Sodom. Here's someone else. Here's, here's a generic enemy. Yeah, the most <laughs> generic enemy. Yeah, okay, I get it. I get it. It also means, like, it's surely that stops them from using piranha plants in, like, the levels, in the stages. Not necessarily, because they can just, you know... Stylize it out. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So there's that. That was a situation. <laughs> Again, it was like you can see what they were trying to do, but they didn't fully think it through. I guess they yeah. didn't think of the implications as much as they could have. If it was something like, like a really obscure pull from Nintendo's history, <laughs> like Mac Rider, <laughs> yeah, like Mac Rider, and be- and like Mac- and because Mac Rider was so weird to control <laughs> or something like that, then I can understand why that would go in the last slot, right? Because it's like here's our weird character, yeah. Boom! Here, here you go. But Piranha Plant. That's just like, yeah. I mean, presumably Gravitas by now. Who is a massive? Who goes out of their way to say, "Man, Piranha Plant." Yeah, man, who voted for Piranha Plant? He's my boy. <laughs> presumably, the other aspect of it is it's also a relatively easy character to development develop because it's like not, not a lot of animation. Yeah, not a lot of <laughs> animation to think about. It Open just like mouth. it gets long and it gets short. <laughs> you just distort some polygons and that's it. Pipe in a mouth. So there's that. But then, so, rolling back towards the start of the Direct, just after the first two characters, we then go into the bulk of this Direct, which is the Nintendo doing the Nintendo thing of spending far too much time in in excruciating detail. Nintendo explains. Nintendo tries to explain (laughs) spirits, what that secret mode was. Yeah, so I don't... 
don't. <laughs> yes, let's let's try and make a theory because I, I, I actually have a theory about what is how it all actually fits together. So other than okay, there's, so there's one thing that I think is kind of cool about this, and that is like the spirit battles. Yeah, clearly look like this is what's replacing the event match. Yes, that is that is basically what it seems to be. It's basically and, event mode. But it looks like if there were as many spirits as they they didn't say the number, but it sounds like there's probably going to be hundreds of them. Yeah. That's a lot of challenges. I don't think so, though. I presumably, because they've already defined primary and secondaries, so none of the secondaries are going to have events tied to them. Oh, do you reckon? Probably not. Yeah. I, I would suspect. And also, the other important thing, which is this is where we're like make, coming up with a theory to explain what Nintendo didn't explain. Mm. It seems like you've got the spirit battles to earn spirits because there's that spirit board thing that they show where you're like choosing which spirit you want to fight. Spirits. Are, so just to try and explain this, a bit, <laughs> spirits are like like like, they like are stickers game, from Brawl. Yeah, they're like stickers. They're like game characters from other. They're like a JPEG of a character. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, by the way, we got rid of trophies. That you like equip to a character like stickers yeah I mean they're basically bringing back the sticker system only making it more logical I suppose <laughs> and it's also more of a replacement from uh, we use items system yeah items and custom moves and stuff the, a... the weird customization thing that they would ever use in that game yeah because I guess it wasn't I guess in that game it wasn't really as built into a mode as this appears to be but yeah the problem is, is that none of that would seem all, none of that item stuff was all that fun or interesting no it's like there was just no point to it and maybe spirits mode is to give it a bit more point like they thought there was something to it but they just didn't land it last time yeah. so let's try something else yes yeah, so you have you have to build a you have to build a mode around random stats because otherwise it's just like if you just imagine we're going to play regular smash except our stats are different it's like that's not really exciting yeah <laughs> so what I, what I my theory is you've got the spirit board with the with what is basically the new equivalent of event matches Yep. And that will cover some of the spirits. But then you've also got the thing they announced right at the very end, the adventure mode, which suddenly snuck up. The world of light mode. World of light with their world map and you move around it on different paths and different paths unlock. Yeah, Those are also okay. basically spirit them. matches. Yeah. And it seems to still use the spirits in the same way and also some other weird stat unlocking thing that they showed briefly. So I think that main menu option where it says spirits is like the container and then the sub-menu will be spirit battles, which is like event mode, and the adventure mode will be in the spirits Oh, I see what section. you mean, because I guess we haven't seen where that lives. No, because there's no other buttons for it on the main yeah. menu for certain. Yeah, interesting. You might be onto something there. So that's what's going on with that, I, I think. <laughs> unconfirmed again they spent so long talking about it and at the start you're like what the fuck is this spirits mode and then eventually you start being like okay it's basically event matches and you're like well that's okay but jesus christ you're spending forever on this and then right at the very end suddenly adventure mode and it uses the spirits and then you're like okay now it sort of makes more sense why it's well, they're trying to thing they're trying to explain yeah why the spirit why spirit just why spirit. why spirits yes yeah why everybody died like because all of the, why the hands turned up and, <laughs> why we like, got like double thanos touch them with their light tentacles yep and that kirby is a massive coward no, Kirby is the only one who's skilled enough to escape because he's Sakurai's character, and, you know. <laughs> well, true, but he's also like leaves everyone to die. 
Like, you, you, don't, you didn't leave everyone to die. Yeah, I mean, for a start, know. virtually everyone was already dead by the time Kirby escaped. <laughs> I mean, and it's not like a... everyone else wasn't trying to leave. But, uh, Falco was... tried to escape. Falcon tried to escape. Well, yeah, Falcon had to get in the ship, which obviously was his downfall because it took him time. Yeah. Snake technically didn't try to escape. No, Snake just hit the box. It <laughs> might be an even bigger coward, actually. But the one know. who actually fucked up was Shulk, because he saw the future and then he just went, huh, and then just everyone just died. Yeah, he, didn't, <laughs> he didn't really do much to prevent that. He didn't tell them to run or anything. He was just like, oh, this is going to go bad. Oh, well. Because like the, the comparison I saw on Twitter was like everyone was like going, "Yeah, Sonic, you you could you could outrun a black hole exploding, but you stopped to help Pikachu and murdered yourself." Well, that is a, <laughs> well, how that appeared at least. Yeah. But everyone knows that in modern lore, Sonic isn't actually the fastest thing alive or anything any longer. That that that's not canonically true. But there's a song about it. <laughs> not in the real canon any longer. Oh. He's fast, but he's not the fastest. He's the fastest thing alive. Rose Street. Yeah. Speed. So, what are we missing? There's something else. Oh, they got rid of trophies. Yeah, yeah I mean, where did that come from? Because that wasn't. That was there. just before the spirits, where they were like, we wanted, we got rid of trophies because they were too much effort, but we still wanted to have all these different characters in the game. JPEGs. JPEGs. That's, that's I mean, good. if you want to tell me that the, that the trophies took up too much space on the cartridge, I could believe it. Yeah, I imagine there's quite a lot of modelling that has to go into that. Well, I mean, they say it's a lot of effort, but couldn't they just at least port the ones from the previous game? Previous games? Well, no, I think you probably only want the ones from the previous game. (laughs) Let's just keep the most recent models, not go back into any older ones. And, you know, they they could have had trophies and spirits and just like the trophies could have basically replaced the highest tier of spirits. Be like, they're so fancy, they've become 3D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're still not real yet. <laughs> so yeah, that kind of... Was... It, is, it is weird. I mean, I gotta admit, the trophy thing had, like, it was losing its luster a little bit. Like, I don't remember really paying all that much attention to it in the Wii U. Well, again, it's because they but, didn't, but it's nice it didn't have there. a mode built yeah. around it, I guess. I mean, I had some. There were some mini games, weren't there? Kind um, of. Do you call those games? There's <laughs> <laughs> that. Um, I'm excited that, that for there to be some proper single-player stuff. So, well, know, the world of light looks interesting. Like, it, like, it, like, how do these? Make, how does this world map work? How is like? Are there RPG mechanics to this? Are we going to get any more badass cutscenes? I wouldn't have thought so. I'm betting there's probably not going to be much in terms of cutscenes going on in this. I think there'll be a few, but not like sub, still not subspace emissary level. No, like not going to be cutscenes for every character or anything. But it's like they, the other thing they haven't, they've been quite coy about is they 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 said the stuff like, "Hey, you're only going to get like the the starting roster of eight characters." Yeah, from the original Smash Brothers, and like you have to unlock all the rest. And it's like, oh, how does that work then? Does that mean I have to? come across them in World of Light. Well, it does look like that, because mm. they they're shown as little chained figures on the world map, and then you go and do the specific fight for that character and presumably get that character. I mean, that's fine. I'm into that. Well, the co- real question is, is that the only way to do it, or is there still like time grinding like this? Yeah. yeah. Can you just play multiplayer and get them? Because, so, I mean, I some people were definitely, that I saw were definitely like, okay, good, I can just quickly play through this mode and get all the characters, and I'm like, quickly though because <laughs> time grinding to get them the other way is also very um, like a super long time but at least you're just playing regular smash mm. but 
how many hours do you think you're going to be fitting into the single player? Because I'm not. I suspect it's not short. <laughs> I imagine you probably have, to have at least sixty fights. Yeah, exactly. For a start, one for every character, and there's clearly more on that that map because they showed several just spirit fights where it's like here's Blaze the Cat, and here's Chante. Get screwed. Yeah, it's people who wanted Chante for their character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Shantae's actually probably a good pick for a fighter. Yep, she yeah. would have been. Not that. Okay, get, weapon first. getting specific here, but not that. Not that necessarily being a spirit completely obstructs you from being a character because no, one true. of the spirit stickers they showed was just a picture of Wii Fit Trainer. And I'm like, well, you've just screwed up your own law, haven't you? Yeah, that's a bit weird. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit weird. How's that even work? Oh well. I can, I'm going to combine Wii Fit Trainer with Wii Fit Trainer to make Wii Fitter Trainer. I mean, technically, the pi- the spirit picture was male Wii Fit Trainer. So maybe he's not can- canonically the actual Wii Fit Trainer. Oh, well, you can't, you can't pick the male one. <laughs> well, maybe you can still, but yeah. like, he's canonically not the one that exists in the cutscenes or whatever. Or in the story. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Don't you feel like paying six dollars for a character, a character, and a stage, and maybe some music? Well, some of that music. I mean, that sounds like a lot, given the rest of the package. Well, I if you're going in for DLC, you're just going to get the pack, the five pack though, the, yeah. the the whole set. There's no point in buying singular ones. I mean, that's just ridiculous. And again, they did. They tried. Well, it depends on how much that thing costs. So I haven't looked into that. But. Well, they said it was. Six dollars less than buying them individually, which isn't actually a cheap enough. I don't think it's, mild- it's not as much of a discount as you would like. And it's mildly annoying that it's that there's no option for that to be included in the deluxe version or the you know the one the one that you should pre-order <laughs> the big black box. Well, not in that version. There is a pre-order for just buy the game and the fighter pass now wow. for like eighty eight pounds, whatever. Mm, so I still mean for like thirty eight pounds <laughs> for. Which doesn't add up. Six times five is like thirty pounds extra. Yes, but you're you're considering the American prices, and we're about to get screwed. <laughs> well, yeah, so standard we're, procedure. We're roughly the same. We're going to be like thirty quid for the pass, maybe twenty-five if you're lucky. Yeah, That's still a lot. I don't know. I don't think it makes a great deal of sense. My problem was that when I went to look on the eShop or whatever, they haven't listed the fighters' pass separately yet. Oh, okay. Like the bundle, so we don't know the bundle that they have on the eShop doesn't even list the fighters pass as a sub item. It lists each of the individual fighter packs as an individual item. Oh, I see. So that you makes, can't even see. Well, it sort of makes sense from that pack's perspective, but you can't even see the fighters pass as a, as a thing. thing yeah. Which I guess makes sense because it's not even pre-ordering is it. slightly different. Yeah, interesting. Weird. Yeah, I. I mm. The other thing that was weird about when they were talking about DLC is they specifically said no Echo Fighters. I mean, they specifically said no Echo Fighters for the characters that you're going to pay for for DLC. Yeah, so there's still room for them to be pretty. Well, yeah, maybe, but they didn't even say that. They were just like five characters. You you would have thought if they were going to say Echo Fighters, they would have been like one character, possibly Echo Fighters, one stage, one music. I'm a little surprised they're not taking the same tack as what they've been doing with ARMS and Splatoon and that. Yeah, free updates. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm, only. I'm wondering why... I mean, that would be take... where... That could still be where the Echo Fighters go. Yeah. Theoretically. The free update tree could be the Echo Fighters and then the real fighters are the ones you have to pay for. 
does just seem like a bit of a weird, like, why this... I mean, yeah, okay, it's the most popular one of these, probably. They do, but, like... And they probably would still want to sell DLC for America if they could, or if they made more. Mm. But it does fly slightly against their... how they do things with the other games. And the other games have seen great success from that. <laughs> or have they? I mean, how much money is it making? <laughs> It's a good question. We don't really know. I suppose we don't really know how much. I mean, it doesn't make them any money, right? It just well, yeah, people in the game. exactly. But... How many extra sales does it generate based yeah. on good word of mouth or whatever? I imagine a few. Uh, it depends how well Octo, I guess, did for Splatoon. Mm. And I guess Arms and Maritimes haven't really proved themselves to be big enough to really. Well, I mean, Maritimes is getting free stuff as well. Yeah. So it, like, I mean. It's not as popular a base game, though, clearly. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Strikes me as a little strange. It seemed, seemed pricey, even by American money standards. Um, not sure. The other thing that I was annoyed about, personally, when I was looking at stuff related to Smash after the Direct, I went to look on you know, pre-orders and stuff to see what was going on, see if I could not buy it from Nintendo and get it £10 cheaper on Amazon, which you can, <laughs> naturally. <laughs> because, God damn it. That's where my pre-order is. But I went, went and I, at the same time, I was like, well, my Joy-Cons are kind of screwy because I have that weird, like, stick drift problem. Oh, yeah. Which, supposedly, you might be able to fix by, like, blowing compressed air into the stick in a weird way. So I might need to try that. I don't know. Okay. But there's, I was looking at the, the uh, like, Joy-Cons... And I didn't know, because I'd never actually bothered to look, of course, because, you know, just had the Switch since launch. Joy-Cons are, like, more expensive than the Pro Controller. Are they really? Yep. Two Joy-Cons is, like, £10 more expensive than a Pro Controller. What, like, 80? What, 70 quid? Yeah. Something like that. Pro Controller's not cheap. No. And I was like, what? Because the trouble is, like, I'd buy a Pro Controller... That was, you know, I could probably use one of those, but I still yeah, want, right. I still want to have controllers that attach to the side of the switch that I can functionally use yeah. for when I, for example, bring it to Rob's house. Because, you know, I can put it on the stand and play it with a pro controller, but I actually prefer holding it when I'm using it in portable. Yeah, you're not wrong. I'm, I'm kind of with you there. Although when we're playing Smash, that's not too much of a problem. Well, it's you could use my Joy-Cons, maybe, and I could use... Well, when we're playing Smash, which apparently does have local wireless, as I kind of predicted it might... And we'd use GameCube controllers anyway. We'd, yeah, we'd be using GameCube controllers. And the other thing about local wireless for us, this is another thing that they didn't explain, because they actually really... They skipped over the local wireless real quick. Yeah, they were just like, like it exists. That's yeah. it. <laughs> so what happens if the two people playing have different amounts of characters unlocked? Like, who gets... who? whose roster takes priority? <laughs> or do you just get to pick which ones you've got? I bet you get to pick from your own pool, regardless, in that scenario. Mm. Keep it relatively simple. And then then the other question that I had, which is probably a more obvious answer, is like, what about stat tracking? Like, does, does the other player's yeah. stats for that session get stored on your console as well? Like, so it transfers to both? That's a good question. Like, so, there's... Is there really, really much capability in the Switch at the moment to have two users potentially logged in? No. So if you logged in, if I was playing Smash and you came and joined me as a guest on my Switch, there's no real way of doing that, right? No, so you, presumably it would still just use the, the, name, the, system. Yeah, the name system in yeah. the game. But when you've got two separate Switches that have an actual account that you're logged into at the system level, 
could that potentially be a way to sort that information? Are you interested in the uh, co-op online mode at all? That sounded kind of interesting. Uh, I mean, sure. I mean, it's a nice way to play... Two-on-two two fights. Yeah, two-on-two two fights yeah. online, I, I guess. Cool idea. <laughs> Except, you know, the trouble with that system is then you've got the ringer problem. Because <laughs> it's it's the same problem as Rocket League when you're using two people on the same computer where the second player just basically doesn't have any skill level retained. Right, right. So you can just... When Rob's playing on his uh, Rocket League account and I'm on the second controller, it's like, yeah, I'm way better than this. <laughs> because I, I, then I'm, like, skewing the balance because it's matchmaking based on Rob's level. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so that could happen for Smash, but I mean, who cares? I guess yeah, it will be like <laughs> it's not like it's actually got a ranking for that mode. Apparently, no, really. Just, just, it's just that that it's just that two v two does seem like a separate thing where it's just like you can do this, but you know, it's just a thing. Okay, it's just an online mode you can do. It's not stat- yeah. changing your GSP or whatever. Might be interesting. Oh yeah, that thing. Might be interesting to try. Yeah, sure. Mainly because we never play Smash in a serious way. Nope. And two on two is one of the more serious ways of playing Smash, I guess. It you know, it turns up at tournaments fairly it, frequently. Even though I'm pretty sure we'd mandate random characters regardless. I guess. <laughs> Keep it weird and wonderful. That's the whole point of Smash. Yeah. And then, you know, for the online, as they said about preferred rules or whatever. It's trying to matchmake based on your preferred rules. It prioritizes distance, so ping, basically. Yeah. Which, I mean, that makes sense. Yep. Fighting game ping sucks. And then you've got your preferred rules where you choose what rule sets you you would like, but then it just picks one at random for all the people in uh, of the room. Which, I guess, if you've ch- if your preferred rule is one-on-one, then you're pretty much okay. <laughs> because that's a 50% chance you're going to get your rule set. <laughs> But for teams and four player, who knows what the fuck you'll get. But I mean, at that point, you don't care because the whole reason you're playing teams or four player is because it's just to piss around. You want a bit of madness. So presumably it should work well enough that it won't piss people off too much. The one-on-one no-items crowd will just automatically match with each other and that'll be that. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe occasionally they'll just end up in a regular match and be vaguely annoyed for a moment. (laughs) Or just quit. Yeah, yeah, but that was. <laughs> but then you know they did like drop some hints that they will be like uh, griefer aware at least with the self-destruct warnings. Well, and... yeah, but that's presumably because they don't want it to fuck with the GSP yeah, ranking. Exactly. So quitting to... might not count for that. Well, I'd probably, well, I'd probably reduce your GSP and give you a ban. I don't know if it will. I feel like Nintendo might not punish the quitting that much. Because mm. it's, it's not like they did that for Splatoon or anything. Uh, I, I don't know. I guess I've never intentionally quit. Because you can't really. Well, I've been Unless disconnected you... before. Yeah. I've been disconnected in a way that the game then brings up a text box which says, something weird's going on. You, we, we're going to keep an eye on you for a while or whatever the fuck oh, that really? text box you says. Heard, you heard that. <laughs> But who knows what that means? That could just be a totally not actually a real thing. It could yeah. just be a a Splatoon funky way of saying your Please connection was that. unstable. Yeah. 
Let's mess with me. Yep. I'm still pretty hyped. Well, I, you know, everyone's still pretty hyped. It's just that this last direct was kind of a, kind of a, not as hype <laughs> as it could have been. I know what you mean. It's not quite as revelatory as. It's quite hard to maintain the, the, the hype, Espe- especially when like, um, usually they would drip out characters, but they already opened with saying we've got every character. Yeah. So I mean, they dripped, they dripped out the new characters, and yeah, it's fine. But like I Simon Belmont and King King Rule and all that yeah, stuff. That's, like, those were that's great. fine. It was but just the can't... last two that they screwed up. Yeah, they couldn't yeah. announce things they've done before, which is how they played it before. Right. Yeah. They screwed up on the last two characters, and they screwed up on killing everyone's dreams. When, when does it come out? Uh, early December. December. Okay, so fairly late in the day. Yeah. They've kind of got the window all to themselves, pretty much. The Christmas is that the last, the end of the release window? Yeah. It's the last thing to come out of Smash. Pretty much. Yeah, boy. <laughs> Yeah, I'm always up for more Smash. Yep. If it's just, I mean, I know for a fact it's going to be exactly like the last one, pretty much. Mm. Like, and the majority of my time will be doing exactly what we've done every other time. Many a time before. Yeah. But it had a lot of fun doing it each time. Well, I mean, presumably this time we will. There's more of it. Presumably this time we will be individually, I guess, because I'm getting it to, playing through the story mode. Yeah. (laughs) It'll be more like Brawl. And we'll be we'll both because we both did that as well, right? Some space episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I think I think I did some space episode on your one two, maybe oh like God. when we were getting going through it multiple times to do various things because of you know multiple paths and all that stuff. I can't remember. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We played basically we played that single player mode quite a lot. Yeah. For a, a single player Smash game, and then you know we were also playing the regular Smash as we do. So, you know, we'll probably spend quite a lot of time on it, in general, even beyond the multiplayer. Yep. You want to hear about some slightly different news that makes no sense? Or is there actually more news? There's one other thing I can think of okay. that's of vague interest. Potential news. So, you know Game Pass, right? Like it's supposed to, it officially, it's only supposed to work on Xbox. Yeah. But anyone with a PC knows that if you've got a Game Pass and you've got and the same PC game is available, that totally works too. Right. Yeah. So Xbox <laughs> have made the slightly odd um, statement that Game Pass will be coming to Windows, <laughs> and I'm just like, what? <laughs> it's kind of there already. Well, are they suggesting that the that well, I was about to say, are they suggesting that the games that only are on Windows? Well, I guess there aren't any, are there? Not really? many, really. <laughs> no. I mean, I guess it's possible that there are some PC-focused games that will come to Windows Store that might not have got an Xbox release. Or maybe Game Pass will have a slightly different library on each platform. Like, two... Well, maybe, yeah, maybe it will just be, like, a different selection yeah. at, at the same time. Because I think at the moment the Windows one is a subset. Of the of the full library because it like it's pulling from basically Microsoft stuff that just happens to exist on both platforms and a few other games that happen to exist on both platforms. Mm. Um, like Ruiner comes to mind. With, like, I think Microsoft might have helped publish that, but like it's not an in-house game and it's on both because it just is. Um, 
So maybe this means, as I say, they'll be like doing more deals to get some PC-specific stuff in there. Maybe. But it still strikes me as a slightly odd announcement. Mm. Weird. It's like they're unaware that it's working on PC. <laughs> well, that wouldn't be that surprising for Microsoft. Sometimes they definitely don't fully realise what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, this just reminds me of what I guess is another news story relative, related to storefronts. Bethesda tried to have a beta for Fallout 76. Oh, did they? They that tried to. <laughs> what happened? So this was a beta. That, what makes this worse is this was a quote-unquote beta that was a pre-order bonus. Uh, yeah, the what, break early... The break, it, break early test application. Okay, yeah. That's what they're calling it. <laughs> because beta doesn't already mean that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But... um. They tried to have their beta, but they somehow managed to break their launcher because it's not on Steam. It's now on their Bethesda launcher. Oh, yeah. Which, you know, everyone's pissed off about that to start with. But they managed to fuck up their launcher such that basically the preload for the beta had happened, so people had already downloaded it. Then there was some kind of update to the launcher, and then what ha- what what happened was... Some people were saying it's if you click on certain things, or it, some people were just saying if it's just you, you just launch the launcher at all. It deleted the entire thing and re-downloaded it again, <laughs> which obvi- which was bad for people with like throttled connections or whatever. That's obviously sure. bad, but was also bad because a lot of people hadn't relaunched the launcher until the day of the beta, and they were like the beta is only 12 hours or whatever, and then they're having to reload and re-download like 70 gigs during the time they're meant to be playing the beta. That's a balls <laughs> I mean, some of it might have been that they just happened, they just patched it again. It's like, we did a last-minute patch. Yeah, but well, I don't think the same though, because apparently it just like, it, like, even if you, for example, had done the Steam thing and like copied the install folder and taken the literal files and put them somewhere else. If you tried to put them back in, the launcher didn't recognise them and it just overwrote them. So it oh, can yeah, still yeah. re-downloaded the whole thing. No, so hold on, so they, they, they instead of calling this a beta, they called it break it early, and then it broke as early as it possibly could. Yeah, it broke <laughs> before you could the launch. run the thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then a bunch of people were like, but they weren't running a beta for the launcher, they were running a beta for the uh, game, so it doesn't they were, matter though. that the launcher got bugged. <laughs> they were, though, weren't they? I mean, is the Bethesda launcher already a thing? I don't know if this is the first thing that uses it. I mean, they had already said that it wasn't coming to Steam, so everyone already knew about the fact that it would be a separate launcher thing. It's definitely beta, <laughs> this launcher, if it does that. So yeah, people were kind of pissed off about that, and obviously it's not helpful for actually testing the game when like a huge amount Half of people, people would have been testing the game yeah. weren't in there. It's about as beta as you can get, really. And then the people who did get in were still continuing to be pissed off about 476 in general, which, you know, depends what you like, I guess. People talking about how it looks terrible and then the, the pop-in, and it's like, yeah, well, it's still that engine. <laughs> that ancient ass engine still a fallout game ever where you cut it you've got to hope that that elder scrolls has got a new engine right yep any of these upcoming Bethesda games got to make a move get a new engine got to make a move don't poke the mic while we're recording what are you doing yeah i know i'm having thoughts about it working whether it's working or not 
It's working fine. It's because you, you can't see the lights because it's, the lights are very low on your mixer. Yeah, weirdly... It, you like, can see it for me because I'm loud. Yeah, they seem a lot lower for... There you go, that's better. They seem a lot lower for me for some reason. I was just a bit worried. Just look at the waveform. That's the one that we can actually tell you. Way. Yeah, that worked. <laughs> so that's new, I guess, is it? Is Steam ever going to do a, like a subscription model? They could probably kill it. I don't. I don't like the idea of Game Pass. Really, so uh, but the, the licensing would be too much of a problem. Yeah, well, I don't know. It means Valve could do a subscription model to their own games, so that wouldn't last long. Yeah, that wouldn't last. <laughs> yeah, but I bet some people would get on board with it, like for for, guess, for the, the Netflix know. of games, right? Yeah, it depends. Like. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's an awkward one. Yeah, I reckon they probably could, but then, like the games that turn up on on Game Pass at the moment tend to either be uh, indie stuff that's flying a little bit under the radar, and they want a little more exposure, so they don't mind going down the Game Pass route. I guess, like Rocket League did. Well, well, that wasn't Game Pass back then, but no, it, functionally it, the same. It, it, yeah, it is now. Uh, I was thinking more like Laser League launched on it. Sure. For things like that. And Onrush is now on it, for instance. Which clearly flew under the radar for a lot of people's buying habits. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, I, I don't know. I, I sort of don't know how Steam fits into it a little bit. Like how how the service would differ, like what games would actually be on it. Because there aren't that many like top-tier stuff turning up on Game Pass unless it's Microsoft-published. Well, I mean, you'd have to assume that they basically do the same thing, right? They the, they use the ones that they could get and their own games as yeah. as the big ones, and just hope that the indies would fill in the other slots. Yes, I mean, uh, Game Pass has the obvious advantage that they can rope in quite a lot of. Um, well, I suppose it's not really an advantage, actually. You think about how Steam works, but it's like the, a lot of last gen stuff gets roped into Game Pass because they just have it, mm. and that compat is a thing. So it's like, yeah, this just works. Go for it. You never played Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts? Well, now you can. <laughs> Woo! Great. About that perfect dark sun. <laughs> how many versions Only the original, have you got though. now? Yeah. The original 15 frame per second version. <laughs> oh, boy. If you're lucky. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was the other thing. That just reminded me again of another slightly more major problem that people found with Fallout 76. The the game is tied to the frame rate. <laughs> oh, wait, what? The physics. The physics are tied to the frame rate, which is a slight problem in a multiplayer game. Yeah, how the nerve does that resolve? <laughs> apparently it doesn't like if you look at the floor you can literally run faster <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious uh, so really that, funny I, so I assume that's on machines that are actually frame limit well basically that, that, that drop below 60 yeah. basically it it, you have to actually, I don't, was this on PC it's on, like, it's on PC yes so the PC version like can clearly must, must be able to go up to 60 at least I right? don't remember I'm forgetting how the story went, but I think the I think the frame rate is not limited, or it is limited. What? So it forced to thirty? On oh no! Wait, that's it. Yeah, it, it because it's still the same engine as we've been saying. 
it's an idi file and you can just change it <laughs> like you could in right. fallout 4 or whatever and if in fallout 4 for example you could basically you could bump the frame rate up to 95 but if you went past 95 then it started fucking with the physics Oh, interesting. Because okay. the, then it started, or or then it started fucking with the physics in a more noticeable way, at least. <laughs> to the point where it actually started breaking, I guess. So basically, the problem here is that because it's still the same engine, and because they've made the really obvious error of it in a multiplayer game allowing you to edit the ini file, which why would you, <laughs> why would you allow custom users to edit any file in a multiplayer game? But yeah, you can fuck with the frame rate and therefore allow it to go beyond the physics engine and then gain an advantage, I guess. Good. Like, okay, so saying on my machine where I support, I have a 120 frames monitor and I like the game, like, run, I set it to a laptop. And you want it to run at 120. Yeah. Because you, so, you want it to match your frame. Your so I just said, do I just, like, in, like, does the game just run faster for me? Sounds like it. Weird, man. Well, not a choice. <laughs> well, it's not really a choice as much as they just kind of forgot how their engine worked. <laughs> <laughs> so who knows what they'll do with that? Mm-hmm. I mean, the obvious point. answer would be frame rate limiter. <laughs> just lock it at 60 and hope that you don't piss off people who can't get 60. Yeah, but then how does that affect the console versions? Like, like is it... Well, presumably the console versions are frame rate limited. Is it, uh, is it because of that thing where you said where it's like it only starts to screw up past 95? So yeah. if you're running it lower than that, you're fine. Yeah, probably. Although supposedly the, supposedly the version of the engine that Fallout 76 is on is actually a, an older version than Fallout 4 even. <laughs> it's like they've actually gone back to an earlier version of that engine. Oh, weird. It's a weird choice. <laughs> a lot of weird choices going on with this thing. Oh. So who knows what, what is actually going to happen. But people don't like it, so it'll probably fail. <laughs> the name yep. Fallout 76 itself is starting to grate on me. <laughs> because there hasn't been 76 Fallout Fallout. I don't know. It's like, <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not, that's, that's clearly not the reason it's annoying me. But it's like, it's, I don't know, it's just something about it. It's just starting to get irritating. 76. You don't like the American style, like Interstate 76 or whatever. <laughs> I would pick a, you don't I would like pick you don't like hyphenated um, abbreviated years attached to your game names. Well, no, that's yeah, that's not less, hyphenated. That's, that's less nice. Call that. But I don't. Know, I think there, there is something cool in like like Route sixty six and all that stuff. But like just seventy six doesn't quite work. <laughs> it's too, ten too many. Right. <laughs> I think it's because we've been saying it a lot as well. Like Fallout seventy six. It's like when you combine it with the word Fallout as well, it doesn't feel like it flows. Fallout seventy six. Are you literally thinking of Interstate 76? That was a game, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking. Oh, was it a game? I think so, right? Ages one, of the, ago. one of those terrible truck driving games? Yeah. Was it a truck driver? I thought it might have been like oh, a... Oh, arcade um... truck driving, not like simulator. Right. <laughs> bit like... Um, I don't think it was uh, truck wheel. driving. I thought it was like uh, cars with guns. Cars. Yeah. Like Maybe. stupid muscle cars with 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 guns for no reason, and it was like oh. super blocky graphics, like um, like Vigilante. Is it, was yeah. it Vigilante eighty eight or something? The other one with a number in its name, or was it? Were they just called Vigilante? Like uh, yeah, some, there was a car combat game on N sixty four around that. <laughs> well, time. I'm sure there's been plenty of games that use that same you know abbreviated year mm. attached to the end of the game. Road to World, World Cup eighty eight. <laughs> I don't know. If it, I don't know if it strictly counts. When it's no, like, like but it's like a sports, sports event. Yes. Yeah. 
Although, you know... Are we that, from a lesser extent King of Fighters? That was the weird thing where they went to Madden 25. Right, yeah. For, yeah, the, for the anniversary one. Instead of whatever year it was meant to be. 2014. No, that was it. It was called Vigilante 8. Oh. Like, I don't know why. I think it was called 8. Like, <laughs> because presumably it wasn't the 8th one. Yeah. Right. That was the N64 one, anyway. I think they didn't do a sequel to it, but I don't know what they called it. Vigilante 9? 8-2. 8-2. Vigilante 82. What's the that would be a soldier in Overwatch, isn't he 76 as well? Or is he 72 or something? Soldier 79. I'm like, trying to say it out loud. No, I don't remember. 76 sounds right, though. Yeah. I think we've just said 76 so many times. <laughs> yeah, that might be the problem. I was, was going to say, that would be an awesome way to make your game sequels if you make just, just instead of sequentially going up numbers, just add another number. Start with Vigilante 8, then have 82. And then, like, 832. <laughs> Just keep it on. Well, not 800, 827. <laughs> he is bloody Soldier 76 as well. <laughs> Blizzard can sue them. <laughs> or, or, alternatively, Bethesda can make a subtle reference to a soldier in, in Fallout 76. I guess. <laughs> Probably what they'll do. Yep. There'll be a jacket somewhere with a giant 76 on the back. And a, oh, and a visor. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a visor. And they'll be like, he'll shout target rich environment every now and then. <laughs> or the mission we call target rich environment, where you go and find those items. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got you in my sights. Oscar Mike. <laughs> Not the right kind of soldier. This is totally just a random, complete shift in topic, like non-sequitur style, except it's still about video games. <laughs> I was speaking the other day, you remember how there was all those, uh, I forget which Black Ops it was, but all the memes, all the memes about Ramirez, ca- oh. capturing McDonald's and all that stuff. Boy, yeah, which one was that? <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. Oh, no, no, that... It was, that it was might, Modern Warfare yeah, it was, 2. It was a Call of Duty, not necessarily Black Ops. Yeah, that was Modern Warfare 2, because there's a whole mission about you... Like, Where Russia taking, invades the US, right? It's a, massive, mm. yeah, it's a massive car park, and there's just like a single diner, <laughs> fast food restaurant in the middle of it that you sort of stay yes. in, you hold, your, hold the ground there for a while. So you had all the memes about Ramirez, do this, do that. That, <laughs> yeah. that was the thing at the time. And then I was thinking about that the other day for some reason, but then I remembered that w- there was actually a completely separate instance of that in World in Conflict, because your main character, who's called Parker, he gets told to cap- do, just do everything. Like, because your commander guy will come on and be like, Bannon, the other guy, you do it. And then Bannon's like, I can't. And it's like, well, fuck it, Parker, you do it. And then you have to do it because you're the actual player of the game. But it's just like, it's very similar. It's just like, Parker, do this, Parker, do that. Just Parker. He does it all. Captain McDonald. <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't remember whether there is a diner ever in that game. Probably. It's just a generic building, so where do you put dudes in? <laughs> Parker, go photograph Spider-Man. <laughs> That's always the problem. Take a photo of yourself. Games. 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 Which is the name of the next segment. I guess. <laughs> For as much as we have named segments. Indeed. <laughs> It's time for what you've been playing. That's the name of the segment. Yeah. J- shall I talk about Red Dead then? Is I guess. We, we better start with it. Yeah, let's, let's Game do of this. the week. Well, yeah. 
I have been playing Red Dead Redemption 2 that I was pretty hyped for. You're pretty hyped for it too, Rob, right? I am still pretty hyped for it. You're still pretty hyped for it? I've not not played the scent of it. Nor have I seen much gameplay of it other than a dude being killed by a moose. Yeah, I saw that as well. (laughs) Such a good video. Oh, I don't think I've seen that one. Have you seen the one um, with the mud print or whatever that went around? Uh, So it's like... It's just showing off the detail in the game, but it went around like the the day. I think it came from Eurogamer, and it went around the day it got released. But it's like guy on the you know gameplay of the guy on the horse um, walks up to like a wooden like um, jetty type thing that's higher level than where the ground is, hops up onto it, but then immediately stops, and then the horse loses its balance, falls backward off the jetty in a kind of okay, this is going to be an open-world jank kind of way, right? Falls down uh, onto the character, onto you, and and the damage thing happens. But then you get up and you're okay. You've got damage, but you're okay. And the horse gets up and there's a perfect horse print in the mud from where the horse landed exactly. Anyway. (laughs) And and it's like, yeah. Perfect on its side shape. shape in the mud and it's like holy shit <laughs> this game is ridiculous yeah uh stuff like that uh oh uh and there was one the other day um yeah th- there's there's a lot of controls so i'll get to that but like you can threaten people by pointing your gun at them right but now you for some reason there's a weird extra thing that you don't need where you can hit up on the d-pad to point to the sky so you can then shoot into the sky to like warn people or whatever oh, intimidate them cool. so there was one where he's pointing his gun at the guy shoot uh, goes up shoots into the sky and then just a dead duck just lands right next to it <laughs> <laughs> he's like wait what because <laughs> oh, you could hear the ducks beforehand flying around and yeah, obviously shot the duck in the sky is that real or was that just I think, I think it was real i don't think they um or is the, or is the game fudging it a little bit to be like hey this will be funny i don't think so i there's an, there's plenty of stuff like that where it's like you know you're setting off things that are pre-scripted or whatever but that i've seen enough things happen that are just the result of the physics or whatever that, and uh, that i think it probably was uh, you know, it probably did happen. He probably did shoot a duck <laughs> by accident uh, by shooting so directly good. upwards. Uh, so yeah, stuff like that is ridiculous. So, how to even talk about it? So, um, so you haven't seen much footage or stuff. So they did really I, well with the. Yeah, well, I haven't seen much gameplay. The only stuff I've really been aware okay. of is like the the trailers and the Digital Foundry teardown. Oh, the teardown. Oh, so you've seen. Like um, the gra- graphics, then, if you've yeah. seen the teardown. Okay, cool. So um, they did a really good job of like embargoing everything, but letting all the uh, all the reviewers have loads of time to play the game, and then all the reviews came out at once. So they did they handled that really well. You know, timed it exactly with all of the marketing. But anyway, yeah. So I think I'm going to have to do a, like a Rob Star review, probably. <laughs> For for, oh, for the first she's on for the, the first oh, no. week yeah oh, no. do it do a like okay it, it's it's you know this Great, giant but game all the terrible yeah let's talk about all the terrible things but <laughs> but um let's first say that like the, the well I'm gonna think back to Rob's review of GTA Five where it's like the world right is yeah. just this amazing like 
clockwork thing, right? But hot, then, hot, hot damn, just looking at it is impressive. Just looking at it, just going down the, and sometimes just driving down the street in GTA Five. I'm thinking, working in software, like, what the? F- how did they do this? Like, this is like a a miracle that and that enough, so many people working on it managed to cohere and make this entire world like work you know i don't know uh and red dead 2 goes way past that to the point where you just kind of start accepting it for sure as like a real world it's it's weird like the the amount of trees <laughs> rustling in the wind and stuff like at woods and it's just the landscape is like it it seems so well detailed that it just goes it it it, it like is particularly good at like you know, suspending your disbelief with it because uh, after mm. a point, it just looks so good that you're just like, oh, well, you just kind of accept it as like, well, I'm living in this world now. <laughs> so I that would, kind. I assume you're playing PS4 Pro, right? So I'm playing PS4 Pro. I okay. probably have the le- not that optimal a setup, but it's not really bothering me. I think it looks a little bit soft in my setup, but I think if you were looking at it with a keen eye, you'd have a bit of trouble because I think. I don't know what's going on with my setup. I think, I, I mean, it, it's, it's, it looks amazing and I'm having fun playing it. But I think if I think about it, what's happening is my PS4 is in super sampling mode on the Pro. So I think it's rendering it at somewhere between, it's probably rendering it at like 3K, right? I, I think it actually renders. That's, that's actually pretty close. Yeah. The digital foundry yeah. says it's running at like, um, I think it's running at like twenty one sixty vertically, yeah. but at half horizontal. Yeah, so it's so. it's it's running at half four K or whatever, right? And then and then it's super sample, and then it goes up to the and and sorry, so so it's running at half the four K, and then it's transformed into the full four K image, and then it's da- super sampled, so it's down sampled to ten eighty, right? Mm. Um, which gives you the you know per- really good ali- anti aliasing because. You know, it's not even, you know, because you've actually computed it at a higher, right? That's what super sampling yeah, yeah. does. But then I think my monitor is then blowing up that 1080 to uh, two and a half K. So it's actually being resized, oh, so I think, you, three cause times. Because you, you've got a 1440 monitor. Right? Yeah, because I have a 1440 monitor, which isn't ideal. But uh, and, and the PS4 doesn't natively out? No, it does not. It doesn't understand no, okay. that I have a 1440 monitor. So it's up to my monitor to transform 1080 to... 1440 yeah i can see that might be a little bit problematic so it goes a little bit soft but i think the game goes a bit soft anyway from from what i saw from the df stuff yeah i think you're right there's like there's a very aggressive temporal anti-aliasing there is yeah on the whole thing so like on the on the low-end consoles that stuff still exists but like because though like the xbox the base xbox version is only running at 720 Mm. and you've got this hyper aggressive anti-aliasing solution hmm. it's like it's pretty fuzzy <laughs> it, it it sort of softens it out quite a lot but yeah. i mean it suits the game because it's such an the you know every there aren't very many hard edges in the game or whatever so it's like quite a soft because it's because it's the oh, natural yeah. world or whatever so it sort of For the suits it stuff, I, I imagine it's great and you know the soft lighting they use in the cities and like, exactly the, hyper, uh, the sort of fuzzy light in the air effect and stuff like that it's all i mean that stuff it's really nice the kind of volumetric stuff it's like well 
they've got it sorted now. They can do full on fog. They can do like light rays. They can do like, you know, foggy woods and stuff. And, uh, and they're not using it to hide because, you know, on a nice day, you can see for bloody miles. But, you know, they really use that to sell like the morning kind of dew or whatever it is. And then the, the, the kind of swampy bayou stuff, like all that. The, and then they've got volumetric solution for the clouds as well, which you probably saw in the digital yeah. foundry thing, but they've properly modeled all the clouds and everything now. Um, I th- I always thought that skies look pretty good in, in previous games, but that now it's like a true like weather simulation, which is, that's the thing. Like once you've played some of the games, like, um, I don't know, horizon apparently had a pretty good one. You know, metal gear actually yeah. is a fairly decent, like sky simulation um so sea of thieves is fantastic you know if you ignore some of the screen space issues it has around the edge of the screen yeah the way that sky looks and is modeled and like it's yeah that's it, you know it, sea of thieves has a great deal of awesome tech going on as well but like once you've seen some of that stuff it's like it, like it makes the old skybox approach a bit more noticeable than it should be mm. so yeah technology wise like I mean, it's. I didn't think. I. I didn't expect it to be. It. It's. It's better than I thought it would be in terms of the graphics. For step one, the graphics. Then step two, the. Well, there's the de- the detail or whatever. But part of that is like, for example, in the first game, you had random encounters a lot, but they were, uh, which were cool. And they didn't really work in GTA when they tried to put them into GTA 5 because there just aren't as many cool situations that you can have somehow as as the cowboy stuff lent it to. Did you feel that? Like, like the I don't um, know. And like, I, random like, stuff in think, GTA 5. You'd like to think there'd be a lot more circumstances. But, but they didn't not, do enough with it, I don't think, in GTA 5. But, yeah, I'm not sure how many of those, like when you actually really start to think about it conceptually, I'm not sure how many of those random encounters would really be all that affecting to you in like modern city world. Right? No. What would happen? Like someone gets mugged. All right, easy one. Saw that quite you, a lot. Yep. You might get scammed into having your phone stolen, maybe, and then you have to chase the guy. Okay, yeah. maybe that's a thing. Um, like what else, really? And like, how many get, times did the someone a bit of road get... rage? Maybe you could like, like there didn't really have much in the ray of like road rage encounters where you'd actually do something about it. Like, hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, the, no, but they were like, of a type as well. Like you yeah. probably saw the mugging thing. Like you know, five or six times if you played through the game, right? Like I, I did, I think, especially if you're just driving around because they're the only things you're going to see in terms of sort of scripted content. It's like these little mini stories, but they're, they're of a type, right? Yeah. Uh, whereas in this one, they've poured so much resources into it, so much effort that like these things don't really happen twice, and they really are like the random encounters are really like some of them are you know some of them are incredibly short and some of the but and some of them are, tend up turning into bigger things but they don't seem to repeat and i think the game is marking them as complete or whatever i think there must be hundreds of them and so it, it's really weird because like no two things are the same and you start after a while after like 20 or 30 of these you're like oh okay it's just just like life right where every situation is different (laughs) obviously that can't last forever but if if it can last for a hundred hour game that's um that's incredible right that i think some of this must be due to like some of their new systems whereby like the outcome of these things is allowed to be variable Mm. like like there isn't such a well correct me if i'm wrong but it doesn't sound like a lot of these things like have quite such a black and white success or failure state as perhaps they might have done in the first game or yeah that's true no 
And so what actually happens at the end of these things, like suddenly goes in just into the machinery. It's all like dynamic from that point. Yeah. But it's all tracked. Like you can do something, a small favor, and then hours and hours later, you can meet the same guy uh, and and he'll offer you a reward or something. Like uh, like I saved a guy out in the wilderness, the snake bite or whatever, and then in town he was by the gun store and he offered me to walk in and buy any gun I, I wanted, you know, as recompense. Stuff like that. And, of course, now I've been on the internet a bit and I, obviously ev- everyone's had that one happen to them. But that sort of thing doesn't happen twice or whatever. And there's always something new when you're playing the game. So it's like the, what in, and you could only make this game if you had the kind of basically unlimited resources of this, this studio. Um, right. So it's a combination of the technology and making the, this world possible. And then the, and then just the content, right. Of like creating all of this, all of this stuff to make it always unique, uh, which is just insane. Basically. Um, it sounds like like, like uh, it pains me to say it, but like if as much as we don't care about GTA Online, if that didn't exist, I wonder if Red Dead Two would be coming together in the way that you describe. Yeah, probably. Uh, I mean, I'm sure GTA Five made enough, pretty, pretty, made, well, did pretty made, well yeah, just on its own. But absolutely. But I mean, so maybe it was worth sacrificing the GTA Five like story. Uh, you know, GTA Four style story add-ons, or uh, what do you call them? Uh, for, oh, just, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Little the little episodes, the sort yeah, of story, the, the episodes. Yeah. yeah, so we never got the episodes with GTA Five because um, they did GTA Online instead, including to the point where their big heists and stuff had like little mini stories in them and stuff. And but but maybe that enabled this to be to be done this way. Uh, so yeah, um, so let's go for it then the rob style so so the the first thing is that it's um the, when you start playing and you and you're super hyped to play this to play red dead 2 and oh my is it slow to get going yeah like, i've heard that and heard it that. it's deliberate obviously but um they really really slow it down like um it takes like god i don't know like five hours or something to get off that mountain or whatever um and it's beautiful, like the the snow effects are incredible and everything. But like, you just want to like ride out into the world basically and get and get a sense of what's what. And then that I that's what I always find that often playing an, a new game is I kind of want to like get a feel for it, right? So that I can then before important stuff happens. But of course, important there's enough important stuff that's happening in this story that don't worry about it. You just have to kind of go with the flow of it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you meet. So is it uh, one of those where it sort of just drops you in a little bit, like into a story that's already in progress, kind of? Kind of. Yes, it does. It does start in media res, as they say. Like it starts with your gang, um, having had a failed um robbery or something. Uh, yeah, failed robbery in in Blackwater, which is the city from the original Red hmm. Dead. Um, but you don't see that, and you don't. All you do is hit. All you do is hear about it uh and you don't know whose fault it is or what went wrong really it i think it was a boat that they tried to hold up or something and they 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 successfully got the money but then they had to stash it in town and then they got chased out of town so they lost all the money um so that's the opening and they, they they've been chased so they've gone up the mountains to escape in the in the in the winter um and then they sort of winter over and there's some sort of 
tutorially stuff basically is happening up in the mountains and then you come down and set up camp in the in the the heartlands so this is the thing is um it because they have this amazing technology and stuff of doing the the natural the trees and woods and, and mountains and everything better it's set a bit more west right uh, than the original game so obviously in red dead they could kind of get away with the limited limits of technology by doing a desert right so they didn't have to need so much foliage basically and it still Mm. looked convincing uh but now they can do all the foliage so they've gone further um further east sorry my mistake yeah um yeah i know what you meant like, yeah, yeah, yeah east is what i meant because i'm immediately not sure about that decision yeah like, like not, so, not having enough of what i'd call a traditional western environment well that's just it isn't it so the the truth is that um if you if you you know if you've seen a bunch of westerns um that genre spans the entire american west right and there's quite a few western kind of stories um that are set like further north like or or um or further into the plains where the indians and stuff were because like the indians did not live in the desert of new mexico or whatever like they they lived across the whole frontier all the way up to canada and and into canada right um and the, so there's like the black hills up north um that's where like have you seen that the, there's that series deadwood that's set there so there was like a mining there was like a gold rush into that area so and yeah. then the whole rockies basically was obviously the edge of the frontier until they managed to cross over them because they're pretty formidable physical barrier so actually westerns um and go over a much wider array of landscapes um but i tend to think of spaghetti westerns like the good the bad and the ugly and mm. and they're the ones that are set they're the ones dusty, that are more set towns with bars with swinging yeah. doors and, so you yeah. can have that across the uh across the the country basically it is true that there were um swinging door saloons and stuff up north in deadwood and there were um you know gunslingers and and then of course in the actual pastoral land you have the actual cattle that the cowboys actually are there for right it's all about cows uh, <laughs> um, all about so it's not it's not unwestern but for me i like those deserty set westerns more i like that yeah. kind of I, th- I think i'm with you on that personally so um it's working really well because it's beautiful and it's this amazing um landscape and stuff but i want that desert landscape as well and i I, I hear I heard that you get some of the old map towards the end, but also later on. But I've, I'm I'm you know hours and hours in and in, and I haven't seen a yeah. peak of that. It's definitely not set that way, and it feels a little bit like you know how GTA just they they don't have many places they can set their games now, so they just flip flop between New York and Los Angeles, um, and. Like when they go to Los Angeles, like with San Andreas and with um, GTA V, they can sort of spread out a bit. You know, they're the bigger scale games, right, compared to the previous one. Um, like GTA Three and GTA Four were set in the Liberty City, right, which is New York City, and and that's great. They're always the bigger, better game, arguably. But I just like New York. <laughs> more than la personally like it's just more i like that setting more i like movies that you know gangster movies that are set there more like the godfather and stuff and the taxi driver etc um so and it's kind of the same here where it's like oh this is cool this is a new different thing but 
I kind of just like like deserty westerns. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. I, I, I say I, I feel that way, kind of the same. I, I sort of had a weird. I was going to ask you like, in, a, in a just slightly different way because there's something about what I've seen and about the sort of where the towns are and how those towns are built and things like this. And it's like Red Dead's supposed to be a prequel, yet there's something yep. about the more eastern towns. That feels anachronistic because it's like they're more advanced, they're more built up. Yeah, but know, it is set like, like ten years like, earlier. Yeah, yeah, I know it's not not a huge amount of time out, so it's like that's not massively different. And you get your you got a touch of that, didn't you, towards the the the, the, the towns you went to towards the end of the first Red Dead? You know, this yeah. is where America was. But it's like it's weird that it feels strange in my head to know that the prequel has gone more the other direction more the uh, more east and it has gone more spaghetti you know yeah it's it's a bit weird but like uh, like the first town equivalent of armadillo whatever valentine uh that's the one you see in the trailer where he gets in that fight in the mud that does feel like very authentically western in fact it's kind of more like a kind of high noon type town in fact it's very like deadwood in fact um like uh, i watched that show it's really good actually if you haven't seen deadwood it's a good show on hbo and the main street of that is because it's not in a desert it's just fucking mud constantly and all these characters are desperately like traipsing through the mud and they and of course they couldn't really do that in red in the first red dead but now like the the oh, mud looks really area, good. Didn't you? That was muddy. Where you was it? Where you first learned to play dice or something? Was, uh... Oh, like Thief's Landing, right? Yeah, is that right? Now that didn't work. That the frame rate tanked when you went to Thieves Landing, yep. and it was horrible. And everyone was really aggressive. And and like I never wanted to spend any time in Thieves Landing. It just <laughs> didn't. It was also like a weird bottleneck between the two areas of the map, wasn't it? Like the yeah. West Elizabeth. So like I'm not. I was. I'm very down on Thieves Landing. <laughs> I'll have to see if it's part of uh, this uh, this game. Uh, I think it might just sneak in, um, but we'll see. But. So yeah, I've been enjoying that, and then but then it also does an odd, and, and it goes from there, which is like authentically western, but more green and stuff, and pastoral and stuff. But then it just starts going down south, and this is just no, not western anymore. <laughs> They've right. just gone for like a because you end up in like the bayou um, at my stage of the story, which I think is like getting towards halfway. Um, and uh, yeah, you've literally got plantations, and it's more of a southern than a western <laughs> at this point, uh, which is a okay. bit weird. Uh, but it makes sense in the story, and it's kind of cool to have another landscape. Well, never, you know, which fits really well, uh, and it's cool to have those stories. But um, yeah, it, it's gone quite far from the spaghetti western kind of thing that I like. Um, but it, you know, it, it's selling it, you know, with the with the with the story, so that's good. I don't know, it's, it's a little bit hard to knock it too much, isn't it? Because like, you did, if they'd have done exactly the same thing and it was in the same areas and you went to Mexico and all that, yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, we'd, we'd probably be having the same conversation. Exactly, exactly. Complaining about it, yeah. So, I mean, but I loved that first game. I mean, it's so good. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I know a, a friend of mine has gone back to it pretty recently and and says, "Yep, this holds up." You can still very easily play this, and well, you wouldn't really know it's a 360 game. It's but as soon as you jump to this, you're gonna you're gonna find it hard to go back. That's the that's the reality. Mm-hmm. Like when you see this, and so let's do some Rob Star stuff. So, oh, oh my goodness, the way Rockstar, you 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 it, 
it's a it's a blooming rock star game. <laughs> like, like the way they tutorialize things is horrible because they always like beautifully set up like a um a story scene or like an and and like a good reason for the characters to be doing what they're doing, like the or whatever, and everything is well set up and then they tell you what you actually have to do by popping up like a tiny little box in the top left hand corner to try and explain the controls and they do it right at like a a moment where there's a natural character that you're actually invested in telling you come over here jump over the thing or whatever and they it's a little text that you don't really read the game doesn't pause while you're doesn't bloody pause well sometimes it does but very seldom does it give you the time to like experiment and like like Oh my god, like Mario 64 did it perfectly. It just spawns you into the world out of a, out of a, out of a pipe. And then mm. before anything happens, you can just run around getting used to Mario before you even enter the castle. Like it, you they, go. you've got, you've got the, most of his moveset going on. Yeah. You don't have to have figured out every single move before you go in the castle, but you, it's just like you get used to naturally. And they didn't have to tutorialize it and say, now move Mario forward. Now press this button to jump. Or they just said, okay, well, and bloody Miyamoto got it perfect. And, and Rockstar don't seem to have learned this lesson with the most biggest budget game ever. Like, come on, give us a chance to get used to the thing. Yeah. It's it's over and over and over again. It's not just this time. No, they keep doing it. Like every time it's like, same since GTA 3, hasn't it? It's, like, yeah. it's not changed since. This big, and it's always some big build up, and then they introduce a mechanic at some critical moment, and you're like, fuck, what? Um, like, the worst is, like, later on, I still haven't, even in Red Dead 1, I couldn't do this, but I never was able to practice the shootouts because there's never a right, time when yeah. it's not critical that you get it right right now and it de- yeah. it's done it again in Red Dead 2 where it's like you see, you see the pop up and you know with the text on it that says it says like press R2 slowly the slower you do it or something the more time you're going to have and by the time I've read it I've already fucked it up and got shot or something you know and it's like you just clenched it or something exactly oh, what's going on? Uh, what what ah uh. and so yeah so and then like so that's that and then the the character movement it they've they've gone fully with the whole you know skeletal animation based movement they haven't made any concessions to like arcade do you know you know it's like from the old ones they have improved right but it's still like your character's position kind of decides rather than do you know what i mean rather than like a direct uh, mapping to your inputs um Oh right, I see what you mean. So there's like a uh, like no. the physics model rules, basically. So, so yeah, a little bit like um, how Witcher took a bit of flag yeah. with its animation system because yeah. it's like yeah, the animation was super fluid, but it felt like it yeah. take really long time to actually react to what you wanted to do because of it. Yeah, so uh, it's not that it's slow to react, but it's just, it's still that kind of it's a little bit hard to like move your guy into the right place. Exactly. Right. Like you don't have that problem that you had in GTA four and red dead where you could like, um, you could like run from one side of a door to another trying to get into it because you had the momentum and you couldn't <laughs> Do you remember that the turn, the turning yeah. circle of the guy. So that's, they seem to have solved that. Obviously that was fine in GTA five, I think, but yeah, so that's it, fine. It was, but it's, it was better in five and yeah. you had the option to get around it by going first person. Yeah, and you could do that in this as well. I haven't done it much, but you can. It's quite useful sometimes to be able to switch very quickly. You, you on the PS4, you switch by hitting the middle, um, 
Oh, the you know the, the touchpad, uh, which is quite good um, because there's quite a few bits where you're kind of searching around a house and stuff and picking up things and looking looking for stuff and of course everything is individually modelled and stuff and you could so you can look at a can and be like pick that up or whatever. Um, but Shenmue, yeah, Shenmue. It's it's very Shenmue in places, like literally, like complete with opening each individual drawer, of all of that. It, it's 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 kind of a bit Shenmue. Um, have you found a Sega Saturn under a, under a cabinet somewhere? <laughs> uh, not yet, but I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a reference in there somewhere. <laughs> There's some weird stuff. Uh, yeah, the gun stuff, I mean, it's like Red Dead 1, complete with the dead eye, complete with the same mechanic where you upgrade your dead eye later on to the point where you can target individual bits. So that's all remains the same. I always thought that was quite good in, in Red Dead. So, uh, mm. And it kind of made up for the you know, um, the not so great uh, cover combat. The fact that you had the the dead eye. Um, well, the I, dead, dead eye was a solution to like, oh, how do we actually make shooting off the back of a horse? Off a horse, like, yeah. Which which is still the same, like shooting off a horse. I mean, the the aiming stuff is pretty similar to the first one, I would say. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. Also, oh, the, the yeah, there's just a lot of controls that are contextual, and it's quite hard to get your head around. After a while, you start to cotton on that there's sort of themes to them. Like, um, so, so previously you could, so previously you could like, sorry. Like, I'm in running mode. Expect running controls. Yeah, well, the running. Luckily, now, for example, you don't have to tap, tap, tap the running to keep running, sprinting. They, they've got rid of that, so that's good. Um, but there is a few. That, well, you tap, tap, tap to get run, get sprinting, and then he just carries on, which is quite good. Um, okay. um, the horse. Um, the fastest way to go on the horse is you tap, 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 tap to go to to a gallop but then you're supposed to tap in time with the gallop to to maintain the fastest speed without losing stamina on your horse so oh, i think cool. you don't have to do that but that's to go the absolute maximum speed uh, yeah. and that, that works quite well so the idea to go with the rhythm i suppose because it's like yeah like, oh i need to adjust my body to be with the horse i guess yeah it works quite that's nicely kind of um oh god there's so many things to so okay i'll, I'll just talk about the sort of the meters so you have a health you, so you have health stamina and well, um dead eye uh, right <laughs> and then your horse also has health and stamina right so that's five right but then what they've done is they've split each meter into two so i can't remember what the main the normal meter is like a ring around the core meter okay. and so that makes 10 <laughs> meters at any one time if you're on your horse uh which is a little bit over the top i don't know so wait, around the so wait there's there's a there's a meter around like from what i've seen there's like you get the, the circles right in, yeah in the bottom, bottom so the circles meters. fill up and there's five of them and then around the circle is a, a, is a oh so, i didn't know about the filling yeah. up thing so i've yeah. seen the sort of radial yeah, so the radial ones are the main ones, but then the the filling up ones are called referred to as the cores. And so the idea is that, like, for example, with the health one, if you run out of your radial um, um, health, it will start eating into your core health. 
but if you have full core health it speeds up the regeneration of the radial one i think that's right so if you start taking core damage then your then your regeneration slows down uh stuff like that um and i think it's the same with the stamina right so you can like go into your extra core reserves but then you're going to recover you're not going to be able to recover and is the core like either super slow recovery or doesn't recover without help the core does not recover without items or like sleeping or stuff like that uh, but you have tons of items, like you pick up stuff constantly. If you loot enemy bodies, you've got loads of provisions, so it's not really a big problem. And you can yeah, get them from the camp. Flowers. Uh, I haven't done much picking flowers. You can still do that, of course, but uh, uh, and that that isn't much of a problem. Like um, the, of of the hunting has got anyway. Uh, yeah. What did they eat? Sorry. Yeah, the animals you hunt. What did they eat? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> That was the, the whole Red Dead 1 thing, wasn't it? Like that was, I was trying to do a reference there. Every time you stare at them, it's just like, what did you eat? Like, oh, what no. did you eat? Ugh. The skinning on animation, they've obviously... Because in Red Dead 1, it sort of cut away, so it was looking at John Marston and just blood kind of... But yeah. in this, they've just what done a full... Horrible sound effects. Yeah, horrible sound effects. <laughs> but this, just in par with the rest of the game, they've just done a whole animation for it, which looks amazing, but you kind of have to watch it. And it's the really? same with 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 everything it's like looting bodies and everything you you hold down quite a few things involve not just tapping the button but holding it down for you know and for a short amount of time and you can see like a little ring progress so there's quite a few things that you have to sort of confirm by like holding the button so quite a few there's a tapping buttons holding buttons and then there's con- contextual things like so the big one is um yeah, the left uh, trigger is more of a general kind of focus thing now, a bit like Z targeting. So you can use it to talk to people if you have your gun holstered. But if you have your gun drawn, then it then it aims. So that's confused quite a few people. Oh, I see. Right. So if you're a gun still in your hand, for instance, and you yes. want to talk to them, you go, yeah. you go, ha ha, and they're like, exactly. No, no. Yeah, it's quite easy to screw that up. There's quite a lot of things that are quite easy to screw up. So generally, it's a, it's quite it it been quite frustrating for the first significant chunk in terms of that it's like oh i'm enjoying the world i'm enjoying the uh the the how the story is starting but every time there's a critical moment where i have to actually play the game i um you know i screw up somehow so that's been quite annoying which is a bit of that which is really bad i think um but luckily the game is long enough that now i'm getting used to it and it's totally fine it's just been quite hard going from a game with very precise controls that i was actually getting good at in the form of god of war to a game with more mushy controls let's face it that i that has a lot of stuff that i i don't I haven't figured out, right? That transition was pretty hard, especially when I'd hype yeah. myself up on the game. So yeah, it's one of those, yeah. It, yeah. So it's a, a bit of a Rob Star review, <laughs> but uh, it has been genuinely frustrating in places uh, because it's like if you had just done that that Mario sixty four thing of giving me a stress free way to practice this thing, then. I don't know how you would have done it, Rockstar. Yeah, the, con- the contextual-based stuff makes that a challenge. For yeah, because sure. there's so much stuff. Like, you don't have to remember it too much because it's quite good at, like, reminding you of, of what you need to do and stuff. 
um, that's where the little boxes popping up become quite good when it's like reminding you of or oh, just adding a couple of extra things. So like by the time you've been playing the game for a while, it's like, oh, there's this extra little mechanic for this mission. And it's like, oh, that's quite nice. Oh, we'll teach you how to do fishing or something. But when it's early in the game and it's teaching the basics, but it's doing it in the exact same way, it's, yeah, it's quite hard. Um, so, so that would be my thing thing is just stick with it because it's and it's taking its time like on purpose like it is one long ass game and big ass game (laughs) and i hope it does go a bit spaghetti towards the end Uh, you know i hope i do because i mean it's so big that i've seen you know i've seen one style of landscape now i've seen the southern now i think that the the obviously the story is going to take me around the map um but uh i'm enjoying the like the main story stuff and i'm drawing the the uh um you know all the stranger missions and side missions and stuff that you just sort of fall into so the strength the strangers and freaks are they called like or is that yeah it's like that there's not um they're just called strangers i think but um the so the writing is still rockstar um i think i i'm a bit I think those guys, like at the at the head of Rockstar, like the Hauser brothers, they're the writers, right? Like they're they're the, always the main writers. They're part of the team, anyway. Yeah, yeah but you're never going to get a Rockstar game that's not like, in terms of writing, helmed by the same people. So mm. it's not like you'll get, you know, there'll be one, one that has a different writing team. Yeah, so you're going to get the same kind of feel in many ways, like a like a, seeing a new Tarantino film or something. Um, um, but I think they have. So I think in general the technology has got better faster than the writing, but that doesn't mean that the writing hasn't got better over the years. Um, I I thought that Red Dead the first one, just in terms of the full arc of John Marston, was you know, a bit more poignant and, well, a lot more poignant and emotionally sort of interesting than Grand Theft Auto oh boy, yeah, was by a mile. By a mile. Yeah. And I thought GTA V, it tried, you know, with its three characters to, to but I don't think it quite re- No, it GTA, reached. GTA V, I really don't. I don't, no. I don't think that story really hangs together particularly. They, yeah, I don't I, I don't think so. It was better than I mean it had a lot more to it than 4. Um but I don't think it was as sort of it one, um It's one of those things where the little portions of 5 make a great deal more sense than the whole. Than the whole. GTA yeah. 5 is kind of is weird and you know you can look at oh, I've forgotten his name now. Um the guy who turns into an assassin despite yeah, Franklin. being a good guy. Franklin. Yeah, his yeah. whole arc is doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Well, so this is probably the best so far of that stuff. Like, there really were gangs. Like, like, uh, so you're part of Dutch Vanderlyn's gang. That's Dutch was kind of the big bad of of the first game. Well, not the big bad, but the the guy that you were chasing down for most of the game as John Marston. And so you're this is being a prequel. You your character is in the gang with led by dutch and and john marston is just a character in the gang and you go on missions with him and he's there and his son's there and his wife's there you know the whole thing so it's the same obviously the same voice actor like it looks like him so that all works um and um so your character he's a little he's good he's a little bit of a blank slate but i guess so was john marston at at first right um 
but yeah. I, I like I like I, this guy's character Arthur. He do, the the actor does a really good job of like selling it. Like he he's just like a kind of he's kind of amoral, I suppose. He like he's not like you can it's got one of those like honor systems but it doesn't really play much into too much i don't think um obviously not in terms of the story but it's there but his character is neutral enough that you could play him as a he is a really bad guy you know robbing people constantly or you could play him as a like robin hood's type character either way he's a thief and he's totally cool with that um which is kind of cool and works yeah, they put themselves in a tricky position, I think, like with a game that, as as all open world games actually, to some extent, get better at what they do. Uh, having a character who has character, yeah, like becomes a harder thing to achieve, whilst you also role play him in the way that you want to. So the other thing they can do is just have a lot of other characters, right? So yeah. So what this game has done is instead of the GTA five thing of having three characters you play as instead you have the one fairly neutral character and then just lots and lots of um not just side characters but major characters right because there's a big gang and so that's that works really well because you go on missions with all of them and stuff and start to know them and they're all at your home base the camp at all times and uh, uh similarly to the um you know, every little random encounter being a carefully crafted piece of content. Um, every time you're at your home base, which is all the time, right? Um, there's always new conversations and things going on. And then everyone is always interacting with each other. And um, the responding to missions that you've just done and and what's going on in the story, it's, it's actually, you know, it's pretty, pretty impressive. Like, Every single time you wake up in the morning, you can go and have a different little, see a different little thing event playing out in the camp, which is, I don't know how they did it, but anyway, um, but you know, they make you walk really slowly in the camp, <laughs> right? Yeah. stuff like that. Like they really make you walk around and hold that uh, left trigger and, and say hello to people. Uh, well, they don't make you do that. You can, you can, you know, be really annoying and hit the antagonize button. I don't actually know what that does, really. Um, oh, what, uh, in the camp? Yeah, you can, you can um, be rude to oh, really? your fellow uh, gang members. So if you play as an asshole, I'm not quite sure. Because you could be an asshole to normal people and be nice to the people in your gang. Or you could just be horrible to everyone, I suppose. Yeah, so, um, proper renegade run. Yeah, I suppose. I think that would be a bit weird, but anyway, we'll see. That'd be, be funny. And and of course, oh, I want to punch at least one guy in the face, like or through a window, something like that. Like, oh, you definitely can. I don't know if you can do that for, for no real reason. I just want to like, like, just like be like, like in the club, especially in your camp, just have someone come up to go, "Yeah, you're right, mate," and you just go punch, <laughs> just like proper Western. I was drunk. Yeah, exactly. Well, you could definitely do that. Yeah, for sure. Funny. so that that's working well um uh so again that that was frustrating that it was like um so at, at first as well they, they they teach you the the hunting mechanics or whatever which are a bit more involved now now you have to like track scent trails and stuff we don't have to but you know that's the way you can sneak up on on 
prey and stuff and you've got a bow and arrow and and then you later learn you can study them and then figure out the best way to kill them to get the best quality pelts but i haven't like dived into that much beyond uh, the start because i was just interested in the story and moving on but at first it seems like oh you have to you have to hunt deer and stuff in order to supply the camp with enough food and otherwise they'll get pissed off but after a while you make enough money from just doing the missions and like um, that you can keep the camp well provisioned and they're not getting pissed off at you at all. So it's not, it, it seems like at first there's like all these systems, um, that could get really annoying if you have to do all this maintenance and watch a bunch of slow animations before you can get to the good stuff. But you actually don't have to. It's, it's totally fine. You can just mainline the, the stuff you want to do, basically. Do what you do. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder, like, in, I wonder if that stuff is only really useful if you wanted to like go for the, the rock star 100% and it's just something... Well, uh, you can you get advantages out of it depending on how you play, I guess. So you can... So there's like stuff you can craft based on what you what skins you get and stuff. So if you want the best possible kit, then uh, you're going to be doing quite a few... And there's challenges yeah. as well, of course, like Chivo-type challenges to do. Okay. Yeah. I can never remember uh, if that if that stuff was all that essential in the first game. It's not. I mean, like, like, it's yeah, not. Was, like like a bigger bandolier it can hold more ammo now. Yeah, exactly. Something. It's that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, this has like satchels and stuff that can hold different amounts of the the replenishing stuff. Um, uh, but that you don't really need that kind of stuff. But it's, uh, you know, and you can get all kinds of different weapons and stuff. I think that you can tell they've put a lot of effort into the weapon modeling and and all the mechanics around. You have to clean your weapons and stuff. There's tons of like realism type mechanics. Like you know, you have to brush your horse, and I keep saying you have to, but you kind of don't. But it's quite nice. You know, you can keep up with all these things. Clean your guns. You know, pat, pat your horse. Yeah, there's some stuff I've heard where the game will react to your personal hygiene. Yep, yep, yep. You can take a bath. That's quite good. It gives you a stamina like improvement if you if you if you take a bath in a hotel. It's really oh. cheap as well. It costs like twenty five cents, so it's worth doing. But that has a whole animation, right, where you're holding down buttons to like scrub each individual leg, and it's like you really have to be okay. like quite relaxed <laughs> when you're playing this game and just to sort of take it slow. Like the yoga game, I suppose, from GTA Five. It's like, oh, kind you're of. making me do this. All right. Well, that was all right in the mission because you then had to like chase him down in a car and try and murder him. <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, you kind of along those lines. But you just notice yourself getting dirty or something, and if you care about that, you can just go and. Uh... So you know, in like San Andreas, you could go to a barber's and you could just select any haircut mm-hmm. um, or whatever. Uh, but you could instantly have a massive throw or something, right? Yeah, but yeah. but in this game, you have to, if you want like a big beard, you have to wait for it to grow. Yeah, I love that. And then if you don't um, shave, if you don't shave, it'll get it. really big. I'm You're never, never cutting it. it. Oh, you're gonna be I'm, super beardy, man. I'm gonna be a massive beard. <laughs> I've got to make my um make my uh, cowboy look as much like my new Xbox avatar as I possibly can. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a dumb mechanic where when you get in a fist fight or a, or a really bad gun battle, you can lose your hat quite easily. Your hat gets no- knocked off, and if you don't forget to pick it up, then you kind of think you've lost your hat. <laughs> Luckily, it, oh. like, re- it does respawn on your horse, because they realised how annoying that would be if you actually lost your hat. Um, oh, that'd be 
I kind of like that idea. Like, yeah. Oh, I've lost my hat. Oh, no. Well, you could like, play it that way, right? It's a crazy attachment, yeah, to my hat. Yeah. Although it'll be a bit, you'd probably lose it during like a horseback firefight quite easily. Yeah, it like, seems to mostly happen when you get in a like a fist fight or a brawl or something. So it doesn't actually get mm. lost in on on the on horseback too much. Uh, but yeah, uh, is that enough uh, for for now? That is quite a lot. In fairness, I'm going to run out yeah. of time. So yeah, yeah. There's some Red Dead Two thoughts. I think if you started playing it, you would be pretty frustrated in a few places for a while. Right, right. That was certainly my feeling. So um, definitely a long burn. But then that's a similar experience you've had to a lot of games this year, right? Your God of War. That's true. But God of War, God of War was not unfair. Uh, well, not that I'm saying this was unfair, but I think God of War did a bit better at tutorializing. It was just like, in 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 the difference is that like in in Red Dead, they're usually like one-off mechanics in context of certain situations mm. that you need to know in that situation, I need to do this. Whereas in God of War, everything it teaches in the combat, you can combine and because it's yeah. just always combat, right? It, it so, puts its card on the table, but those, but it's not exactly that easy to actually then claim those cards. My energy to all the parts. Well, like, it's just like, <laughs> yeah, in God of War, there's no context. It's just, there's just yeah. one context, which is the combat, really, and then different kinds of enemies. Um, so, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, God of War, really good. <laughs> also, <laughs> much tighter uh, on the controls there. <laughs> did you, did you get, get to finishing that? Oh, I did, yeah. I completed it. it, yeah. I should probably talk about that, um, but we might have to... Uh, <laughs> You might have to cut short. Um, Does it wrap up well? Let's do that. Like, is it like by the end of it? Are you going back or are you done? Uh, by the end of God of War, I'm wanting to go back and and get and play more of the just because the gameplay is so good and I'm actually get I actually got good at it. So in that sense, I really want to go back. Um, uh, genuinely, even though I'm halfway through playing Red Dead, I still feel the draw of God of War sometimes, nice. which is really nice. good quite unusual for me after after finishing that's very unusual i was about to say for you you going into a rockstar game and actually thinking about something else (laughs) yeah exactly so so it's good in that sense but in terms of the story stuff like it rounds it up quite nicely but i was slightly annoyed that right at the right at the end no spoilers but it was it's it kind of switched into setting up sequels mode you know and then in in the way that like marvel films will do that or something like that you know and it's like Like the the last 15 minutes or so is just like okay there's no point to any of this in terms of closure no no i think i think it it integrated nicely but i was just like oh oh i thought for some reason i thought this was like a standalone game this remake of you know because it's called god of war you know and that's it like even though it's a sequel um for some reason i thought this was just its own thing but i realized at the end it's like oh no they obviously in plan plan to make like a trilogy in the north because and then i started thinking about and it's like okay well i've only there are nine realms of norse mythology and i've only gone to like four of them so you know i've not gone to asgard so evidently there's more and 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 also looking back it's like wow they talked about odin and thor constantly and you never met them right yeah and and then it's like this is actually cool i'm actually excited that there will be more god of war uh, nice. but uh it okay but, so, it's, so it's worked but it's mildly irritating in terms yeah of like like you you, you 
might be being set up to expect it, but it never comes in this particular one. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it's good. Also, also, I, I, I it does that. I, you could see it from the trailers, but it, it, um, but they carried it on that thing of I think the entire. You don't really think about it when it's happening, but I think the entire game is one long unbroken camera shot. Yeah, that's that's a thing they they talked about. Yeah, which is true all the way to the end, and then um, uh, it doesn't cut to black and credits. It just carries on. It doesn't break the camera shot at all. Oh wow! Yeah. So, like, do they, does it never go? Is there never a credit scene? They put credits over the over as you're playing, like at the end. Oh, like, interesting. So yeah, like, it must be one of those like like oh, there's a combat sequence or something. But we'll have the credits there. Like, it's not. I mean, it's just you. It's just you walking. Like, it, it makes sense. Like, and he's talking okay. and telling uh-huh. a story, but it's showing the credits like as if it was the start of a film, right? You know, um, right. over. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, but it, then it just never breaks the camera shot. So then you save the game, and then you can load back in and can, and continue right after awesome. the game is finished. So yeah, yeah it, 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 that I was surprised by that. No camera shot breaks even at the end of the game. Hmm. That's awesome. Sixty of vision. <laughs> yeah, cool. very cool. I mean, a lot of what you're saying sounds it sounds like uh, except for this, going back to the sort of like the, the how the game ends kind of stuff. I, I think there's a lot of, from what I know of Horizon and uh, Zero Dawn, and that's you know something we none of us have played either. But like, I think there's a lot of that there as well. Like there are things in that game with, that never come to a particular conclusion. You know, like okay, that's clearly where you're going next time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ooh. It's interesting when they have the confidence to do that for a new franchise but i think they're right in both cases horizon and god of war are definitely going to have sequels so it's fine yeah it, it, it can rub you the wrong way but like yeah. yeah i think they've definitely gotten away with it cool right guys that that'll do me for for, for the, this time i don't know what we're going to do because i'm going to run out of time in shortly but uh, um, uh gonna... i haven't got a great deal to talk about so okay. i can i can basically say i still haven't finished spider-man that game is massive i finally got to the stuff uh that we've seen at E3. Oh, cool. And uh, as uh, as I was talking to Zach about this last week, it's like I, I, it suddenly dawned on me, the super obvious dawned on me about the person you meet at the top of the raft when Spider-Man looks like he's being owned by all the bad guys. Yeah. And he like, oh. turns around and goes, you. It's like that scene plays out slightly differently as it turns out from the E3 oh, trailer. Okay, cool. Very, very slightly. But yeah, I really... I'm I'm annoyed with myself that I didn't figure out who, or I didn't realize who the you would be until like like a couple of hours before getting to that section. It's like it's pretty obvious. It's right. super dumb. Like, I okay. should I should have got it. Um, I'm, I'm an idiot. Um, uh, and that game knows how to escalate. I'll, I, I'll say that it's like when from that moment onwards, which is I admittedly is about like 60 to 70 percent of the way through the game so pretty late game thing for them to be showing at e3 personally i'd still disagree with how with them using that. that yeah yeah because this whole this escalation like like it's like oh well this this was going to happen at some point <laughs> it's like i knew it was coming it's like it loses a loses its uh, impact but taking that you know taking that that griper aside 
it is an escalation. Like it's a good like like oh things are pretty bad now mm. towards the end of this game, and like what you've got to deal with is your swing. Like the things have got a lot. The combat's got a lot harder. There is there's a new faction that you fight against that are just. Yeah, they're tricky. They really are right. tricky. They take a cool. lot of hits, and they've got there. There are enemies that have real. Uh, there are tactics, but actually getting them to to work is kind of difficult, and that's in part because of like they, they are intentionally tricky, but also in part because of like oh, there might just be like a billion enemies around you, and so if you want to get your gadgets to target the right one might actually not be so easy to do in the float like the you know sort of like the you know the batman combat problem i guess it's like you push yeah. a direction towards the guy you want to hit and there might be a guy slightly off to the side next to him that the game decides to target instead and you're like ah that's not what i'm meant to do oh now i'm in trouble uh and so you know i'm getting a bit of that now and i think i think there are ways around it like you can manually target that stuff by like you go into like a slow down time mode but it's not that slow so I'd have, I, I could probably aim the gadget shots that I want to pull off and things like that and perhaps make some of that a little easier. And um, um, it's forcing me to experiment a bit more. Like I think I got into a bit of a pattern with what I liked to use and things like that, but now it's got hard. I've, I've been more willing to try some of the other stuff. Cool. Um, That's cool. And, That's and good. I'm find, and I'm finding better solutions to problems because of it, um, which, yeah, which is nice, which feels good. Um, and I think like some of the some of the abilities you're getting towards the end of the game uh, do make the combat a bit more a bit more fun, a bit more like you feel a bit more impactful. It's like oh, this thing I was doing before that kind of had very little purpose other than being something I can do. Oh, now actually kind of can help a bit more. It can hurt every like so the, some of the web throws you get towards the start of the game where you're swinging stuff around you. Like eventually you get the ability where that. That, that does more damage to people around you. And it's like, oh, okay, now I'm actually weakening the whole crowd at once. Oh, cool. This is while I'm swinging people around me crazily. Uh, you know, little, not, not stuff that necessarily changes how I fight, but it makes the, it makes a difference in terms of like, oh, these guys now won't take so long to take down because I did some yeah, area Yeah, because you've done some damage. area damage, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, I still, there are moments in some of the cutscenes especially where... Uh, some of the close-ups on people's faces and some of the expressions and just some of the sheer quality of how some of that is done is like it consistently amazes me at times. Oh, like, great. Uh, yeah, so, some of the, I won't go into like the specifics about who in particular because that might be spoiler territory. But there's there's one shot in particular in Times Square where it zooms in on the on this guy's face and he's looking angry. And you can see reflections on him, and it's and uh, like the, the the lighting from from Times Square is just just brilliant. It's just mm. incredibly well thought out and incredibly well realized. Um, it's uh, oh boy, it's gonna it 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 is a truly great game, and like and I, and I uh, but I'm a little bit bummed with myself that I like I for some reason I don't put it up there in the pantheon of like I think what like be Red Dead or what might be God of War I've right. got like having yeah. not touched those games there's enough here there's enough slight niggles here and there like stuff about the combat targeting and uh, some of the the randomness I think of like uh, trying to dodge bullets because like you're having to manage the swing mechanics and like how like certain the timings of how certain attacks could come in you like didn't feel like I was able to dodge that because it all came at once 
or slightly staggered from each other. So after I dodged one thing, I was immediately in the line of fire for the next thing. You know, there's enough of that going on where I'm just like, okay, maybe it's not I a think, perfect game. I think that kind of is the general, you know, feeling over Spider-Man at the moment, right? Is that mm. it isn't quite at that God for Red Dead level, but I'm really excited to play it. I can't it's, wait to it's, play it. It's probably great. Yeah, like, it has to be said. I'm having a lot of fun with it. it does, not every game needs to be longer than like, I expected. Ridi- you know, ridiculous. You know, it, games can just be you know really fun. <laughs> yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, yeah, cool. And, you know? and, and I haven't had any more of those like weird glitches I talked about last time. Like the overtime, overtime, overtime bug hasn't happened again. And uh, the uh, I get. I think there are a lot of moments where I think like the quipfulness of peter means that he will occasionally be saying something while something more interesting is also being said like i had one i had one cutscene where i'm sure a quip played like when it wasn't supposed to and like he said something about the fight i was in but the fight had already moved on so there was an important bit of dialogue being said and they they overlapped and it's like oh, okay i'm pretty sure that wasn't supposed to happen it's like it's got those, it's got those little those little moments here and there where you're like oh i'm not yeah, that that wasn't supposed to happen, and like this isn't quite right, and which is, are only made all the more noticeable by the quality of everything else. It's like in yeah. in a, if 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 that happened in a Sonic game, I'd think yeah, that's normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, standard. <laughs> yeah, standard. Fine. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Benefit of the doubt. Here, yeah. And I've only just uh, irritatingly, thanks to a suit power, I've just discovered something like, like another collectible I could have been doing. And it's like they're they're technically secret collectibles, but it describes them as such. And there's there's a ton of them still to find. I'm like, oh no, another thing I've got to check off my list. But I don't even know if it's worth it or not because it doesn't add to the completion stats because it's a secret thing. And it's like, oh what? <laughs> Damn it, there's more. Like, but in a in a sort of good way. And I'm like, look, it just keeps going. It's got, there's loads of it. There's loads of this game. Sweet. Um, yeah. So I'm at about ninety-ish percent. Overall, now, both there, in cam- yeah, both in both in campaign and on like side quest completion. So I've been doing it all sort of at the same pace, as it turns out. So do you think? <laughs> do you think we can? Uh, we uh, between us, we can all we can both play all three of these Man, I don't PlayStation know. games I'm, before Game I've of been, the Year. I've been, I'm starting to struggle with some of this because I'm wondering, like, cause I've been toying with the idea of whether I should go in on Soul Calibur. Right, like, because like, uh, there's a there's a version of that you can get off CD keys, which, which isn't seventy five pounds <laughs> with the right. with the season pass. Oh, and they announced um like the first DLC character is going to be two B from Near Automata, which is a cool pick. Um, but yeah, so you can you can have weird floaty weapon fighting, <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. That's a cool that's a cool character that chooses their first DLC. So, you know, the season pass for both Tira and her seems a bit more appealing now, now that I know who's coming hmm. a bit more. There's still two more that we don't know. But anyway, yeah. Uh, and so I'm still contemplating Soul Calibur. Um, still like the idea of that. Um, a bit of me is tempted by going back to put, maybe pick up um, Dragon Ball Fighters, given that that's now on deal quite a bit. And it's like, you know, it's a nice fight. That, Maybe wants to play a fighting game is what I'm. But you're going to get Smash Brothers on December. <laughs> yeah, so then the, then the Smash Brothers, and I want to play Red Dead, and I want to play God of War. Yeah. And Kippers is really trying to get me to play Black Ops because he's mm. been playing it and says it's actually this is a good year. You should. Be yeah, playing. yeah, obviously, um, yeah, 
it, it does seem that way in terms of the multiplayer, which is all anyone really cares about. Yeah. He's only been playing like the main multiplayer so far, and says that alone is 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 like this is this is a good one for that. Um, he's been he hasn't hasn't really delved into Blackout all that yet, and he doesn't care about zombies. So no, well who and does? He, and, he's, and he's and he's still saying, yeah, it's fine, go for it. <laughs> okay, yeah, so I don't know. There's all that all this choice, not enough time. I'm not going to get through it all for sure. Choices, choices. But I think I need to play something else that you've played, so we can have a bit of a. Yeah, I, I was just thinking, like, a proper yeah, discussion. Yeah, are you going to play one, one of the two? Do you think? Well, at go the on. moment, I think Red Dead's the one I would right. go for. Fair. Um, uh, given the choice. Cool. Uh, and I've got. I'm going to play Grip soon as well because that comes out of that. Uh, that comes out of early access in less than a week. Mm-hmm. So I'll be playing that. Uh, I pretty much finished doing everything there is to do in Anti-Graviator. Uh, nothing much to add there other than I think that game gets better as it gets harder. Uh, like uh, There was something a little more to it, something I was enjoying a bit more as it got trickier. Still doesn't mean that it's a particularly well put together thing in the pantheon of Anti-Grav races, but it's... Uh, I might have been a little too harsh on it last time. Only a little. Yeah. Only a little. Um, and in fact, the stuff that's in the DLC pack that I also got when I first picked it up, uh, the, the Viper Trails stuff, those tracks might actually be the best they've done in the whole thing. They they kind of feel a little less... Uh, they, they, feel, they just feel better designed, like a nice balance between turns and straights and... Yeah, uh, things like that. There's just the, the the balance of the course design feels feels nicer. Um, so kind of like I use the word recommend very lightly, but if you're going in, maybe consider that DLC. <laughs> it's only three tracks, but like that, there are good three tracks in the whole package. Uh, and that's it, really. Yeah, I'm done. Oh, let's. Oh, we're forgetting the obvious. I mean, good God, we have to talk about Lethal League Blaze. <laughs> The sequel to Lethal League. Yep. That game is so good. And I've only played it for like an hour with Zach. And it's like... <coughs> Which will be a video on the internet shortly. Yep, next week's video. <laughs> cool. Check it out on the Happy Salad YouTube channel. Yeah. So we'll talk about it at some point, I guess. I mean, Zach could probably talk about the campaign if he wanted to, but... Well, I mean, there's not much to talk about in terms of the campaign. It's just like bot matches and surprisingly like not difficult bot matches like the ai you can when you're playing um, just a just a match you can turn the AI up way higher than it ever gets to in the story or arcade mm. <laughs> which is nice though because it's actually quite easy more of a challenge at the end of it i went and played some of the original after we did the video and uh tried to do the like the, the, it's arcade mode i guess which it calls challenge mode you can't i can't get through that it's hard man mm. Get, it gets pretty solid towards the end. Anyway, Lethal League Blade. Hell of a game. It's got a Hideki Naganuma track in it. The badass. That's several other good tracks. That soundtrack's pretty great. I, Today, I, I'm itching to play more in the, in, until Smash Brothers comes out. Like, it's, it's, it's really, really good. Might be a year to actually have a soundtrack category of the game. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a bit of a tricky one because not all of that soundtrack is original for the game, though. Some of it is pulled in, but a lot of it is original. 
the Naganuma track is, is in particular made for the game. Leave your league blaze. Go check it. Check our video next week. I'm done. I'm out. Just don't got to get his food. Is that what he's called it? <laughs> no, I'm still here, but I do have to go. <laughs> do, you guys, okay. do you want to finish up with Zeg or it's getting quite long? Yeah. Not much to say. Well, I mean, I, I was the one that bought me when he plays. I know, I know. <laughs> and I played it, and I played that, you know, the single player, and it was, I think, it's fine. It's quite harsh on the unlocks. Like, you just, you get points just for doing, just for playing. So it's like, it's really only a time-based thing, but the unlocks are quite expensive. And you might not think that there'd be even that much stuff to unlock. Like, I immediately unlocked the characters. Because that's the important thing, mm-hmm. obviously. But I haven't got around to unlocking the levels. Not that that was matters. There more stages than we saw. Yeah, uh, yeah I think so. A few huh. more. Not that, that matters. And then, the, then like the slightly more weird unlock, apart from like there's costumes or whatever. Slightly more weird unlock is just like music. Oh, really? You can unlock it to ha- and choose it to be your main menu background theme. But I think. You the, like unlocking it also puts it into the like random pool for whatever level it was assigned to. Oh, nice! Like levels normally only have one track, but then if you unlock them, I think it starts playing the other ones that were for that yeah, level. Yeah, so it's a little like the Smash system. Yeah, that's cool. It's I mean, cool but expensive yeah. in terms of time investment, I guess. And I have obviously I haven't played any online or anything because that's not what it goes for for us. It's clearly <laughs> a local multiplayer game. Don't know how that would work with lag. <laughs> probably not well. Yeah, probably not great at all. <sighs> and then, especially like when it's a, a game that demands frame perfection. Yeah, like fighting games. But yeah, even fighting games have windows. I don't, I don't know if this has a. <laughs> it's hard to tell with this whether it has like. Well, at least you have a timing indication in this game, I guess. Yeah. And then I played a bunch of Rocket League, obviously, because we're still continuing to rocket fast enough. Uh-huh. Getting our grind on. It's not really a grind, it's just playing the game. Well, you guys have finished the pass now, I'm still, yeah. I've still got a little way to go. I finished the pass and got the extra bonus keys that means technically the next pass will be free. Like, Oh, you managed to get enough? Yeah, I've got all ten of them that you can get out of cool. it. So that's nice. So I probably, I probably will get the next rocket pass, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of hope they don't do it immediately. Like there's yeah. a gap between them. Yeah, not don't go in the Fortnite Fortnite method. Yeah, <laughs> infinite seasons. And then uh, I guess the main thing that I spent most time on was just playing more Oxygen not included. I've reached the point where I've basically had to start a new save because I, it was an early access thing where I got to the surface after much time. <laughs> Got to the surface and got, got to the point where I was going to launch a rocket, but it was a kind of a, like a partially implemented problem where they've made it so when you get to the surface, there's meteors that can hit the surface and obviously they damage your shit or whatever. And then you can build automated detectors where it's like, close the blast doors when you detect the meteors are coming and all that kind of stuff. It's like, that's fine. But what they'd done was they made it so the meteors destroyed the blocks on the surface so just over time, it just ate away at the map. Oh, weird! <laughs> it was like, well, that's kind of, kind of haven't quite fought that through. But then, like in a, in a patch that happened between the point where I got to that point in that save file, file and like now, 
there was another patch where they implemented a, a like a special creature that lives on the surface, and all it does mm-hmm. is just go around the surface, eating the dropped items and like pooping out full blocks again. So it's like it's basically a creature that is designed to counteract that exact problem huh. by by repairing the meteor damage. <laughs> so I was like, well, I kind of have to start a new save file because these meteors are gradually destroying the entire map from the top down. Hmm. So uh, does, that, does that happen when you, in, in, like prior to you reaching the surface? No, because it works on like a fog of war system where if you okay. if you can't see it, it basically doesn't, doesn't exist. Happen, yeah. <laughs> so also, I mean, you can't see me if I close my eyes. You could use that to kind of prevent that problem yourself, I guess. Like, don't I- expose the surface until you're ready to actually build the blast doors to protect the surface, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So you can't really protect the whole... S- well, I guess you could if you spent a really long time. <laughs> I did originally think that. It's like, if you wanted to, you could just build an entire wall of blast doors across the entire width of the map, and that'd be fine. But that would cost a lot of steel, and that's not free. <laughs> not cheap. Quite a lot of effort to get steel. And there's still parts of that game that even at that point where I was thinking about launching the rocket, I just hadn't got round to doing. Like, I never got round to dealing with oil, like petroleum, making plastic, because I kind of just didn't need it, I guess. I had a type of animal that you could harvest for plastic, and I was only using, like, small amounts of plastic, so that was enough. So I didn't need to go into the oil industry, and I didn't wasn't using enough power to worry about oil-burning generators either. So it's like I never got round to that, even though I could have, I guess. And also, I mean, the other reason I didn't was because same problem I had last time: heat. You go down into the oil zone, and everything's like ninety degrees, right, yeah. <laughs> and then you're burning the oil, which obviously makes its own amount of heat. And I did find the 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 other like game way of solving the heat problem is like you find those plants in the ice zones that consume heat, but also hidden in some of the ice zones at the edge of the map, there's like a special building that you find, like it's a secret experiment that was happening on this asteroid or whatever, where you pipe hydrogen into it and it just makes cold. <laughs> but probably still not enough for a lot of stuff. It's only like, it's like 80 units of whatever their heat unit is. Makes 80 negative units of heat and like maybe an oil generator it's sort of in the region of like 25 or whatever so you're still only going to be able to run like three mm. <laughs> per one of these things so yeah heat's still a problem but yeah I've started a new game but I'm, as as you might predict I've made it back to sort of the same tech level in much less time in the new game sure because I'm like now I have a plan and I know how this stuff actually works yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the puzzle's being solved effectively yes so yeah Probably continue playing that, I guess. Now, apparently, as I predicted about when I, why I bought it at that specific time that I did, when I was like, they're going into the end phase, that last update was like the last real, like, new content update. And now they're going back into sort of polishing and maybe adding content or not adding content, but not systems, maybe. You know, like fleshing out the stuff that's already there rather than adding completely new systems to it. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's fine. But apparently, the, this update now this update cycle is going to be slower. Like it used to be monthly, but now it's going into like six or eight week updates, which is weird considering like I don't know when it, 
at some point it had a 2018 release date, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not going to be out of early access for our game of the year. It will right. have to be in the early access category. Welcome to, well, yeah, welcome to early access. <laughs> this happens frequently. And that's that, I guess. It's pretty much summed it up. Watch the Leafy League Blazers video if you want to see me explain yeah. to Rob what's going on, because I guess that'll substitute for talking about it on the podcast. Yeah, it's a good help to play. So. Yeah. <laughs> Check it out on our YouTube channel. It'll be coming up. Have we got any more Half-Life videos going up? Or? Uh, After we, that one, yes. Yeah. <laughs> After yeah. that one. Okay. Stay tuned to the pipeline. And uh, that'll be it for the Saladcast. And we'll Thank be back in a couple of weeks for another... Uh, and we're getting towards, yeah, Christmas. So we'll have specials and all <laughs> coming up. At least one. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening, listeners. Bye. <laughs> Rob nice just murdered his, murdered his mic quite well on the way out. Luckily, he muted it before he hit it. Bye. Bye. <laughs>